Well, no, I'll determine when a show starts. Oh, I, yeah, with the push of a button. Yeah. <laughs> you're, an imp- you're an impressive man. I, do you, okay, let's do one. All right. Hold on, let me get this right here. Let's try this We'll again. bring it in a second. Hollywood. Not, no, no. Oh, operator. Did you just burp? Oh. Uh. Welcome to I Hollywood. I farted, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, you farted? No, I didn't really. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am uh, Brian Irwin. And I am our uh, John Huck. Were you I trying to do a Mayor Quimby? I am our Brian Irwin. I was only there to find out how to get directions to get away from there. Did you say Quimby? Quimby, Mayor Quimby. Who's that? There's a little show called The Simpsons on Fox. He's the mayor of Springfield, has been for 26 years. I uh, was not a Simpsons person. I don't, these words aren't. Yeah. You know, it goes back to that thing of like, I I haven't seen Goonies. You haven't seen Goonies? Well, I now hate you. Well, okay. You haven't seen The Simpsons? I don't hate you if you haven't seen Goonies, but I think you should see Goonies. And I I guess if you're not a Simpsons. And that's what I love. It's like you can't. I can't jump into it like seventeen seasons ago. All right, I'm, I'm in. Now. You absolutely can. I don't have that kind of time. It's okay. I have a family. I don't. I don't have time to uh, catch but, up on twenty but, seasons of The Simpsons. But here's the deal. I thought you did watch it. I almost gave you a Simpsons game for Christmas because you and your kids could play it together, and it's like Simpsons trivia. I didn't but, say I hate The Simpsons. And by the way, uh, back when I was in film school. I actually used to see these animation domination um, uh, things that would would travel around uh, city to city. They would show, and the, <coughs> I saw The Simpsons on those things. It was like animation shorts, so it'd yeah. be like two hours with a short. Fox animation. actually used to have it; still has a show called Animation and, and, Domination and, and uh, or Animation Celebration. Not yeah, never this was called Animation Celebrations, and this was before they ended up eventually within that same year on Tracy the Tracy Ullman show. So yeah, they were they were shopping it around. So, yeah, but you're familiar. I mean that that Simpsons is a, is such a different Simpsons oh, than, absolutely than what it became. But that's is, like seeing. The Spirit of Christmas, which was what got uh, South Park going, which was that little viral video yeah. of Jesus versus Santa Claus, right? But also, did you know? Do you know that? And tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I thought that you're wrong. George Clooney was the one who they made that Christmas card. They made a card for George Clooney from somebody else. Somebody else like, hey, can you guys do a card for my friend George Clooney? They made it. He thought it was awesome, and he voiced the dog in the Big Gay Al episode. I don't know anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised that, that happened. I know at the I time know, those just, guys were still living in uh, in Colorado. I yeah, think, but that's just that, the kind of stuff that makes me like when you someone's such a massive star as Clooney, and then you're like, oh, this is a dude who loves <laughs> drinking beers with his friends and telling fart jokes. I like it. By the way, right. I, I had such a bad diet over the holidays that my burps smelled like farts, and that's got to be. Oh bad. my god, you have butthole mouth. Yeah, have you ever had that? I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> It's a sad moment when it actually someone's like, "Did you just pass gas?" Like, no, oh, I actually burped. Do not do you so... fart? No, I yawned. I... What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's, it's so embarrassing. It's just like so. I, I immediately was like, "Oh, diet, diet's got to change now." If it, if it gets to that point where you have toilet mouth, like it's just you can't. I just can't. Yeah. Because what does that mean? I have below. Good God. Uh, what if? What if your fart smelled like mouthwash? Setting off carbon monoxide alarms. Probably. In the house? Probably. Anyway, anyway, um, that's it for you then. That's not it for me. I want. I'll say this: uh, a, f- a friend of mine. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. I a friend of mine. I wonder what the shortest podcast is. It's a ten minute podcast, or it's, are you sure? I'm not, dude. Who okay. cares? Be quiet. I'm talking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. Uh, his uncle just passed away, uh, and he was this. This guy was like. He was super fucking cool. He was Wait, which, uh, the guy or the uncle? The, well, both of them are cool. Oh, but the, oh, okay. but the uncle. He was like, I went to their wedding. My friend uh, got married 
My friend Terry married uh, her boyfriend, uh, Kevin. Obviously, it's a good person to marry, right? person you're seeing. Uh, and then I went to, we went, me and my friends went to the wedding in Georgia and it was like hotter than shit. And I was, I wore a suit. I wore a crushed velvet suit. It was so fucking hot, dude. I was, I looked like I swam everywhere I went cause I was just dripping sweat, but we were at the rehearsal dinner and my friend comes up to me and she goes, uh, I, yeah, we're all really excited, you know, but we didn't know a lot of his family at all. Cause we didn't really know him that well. And she was like, oh yeah, his family's great. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Like all oh, that, some of them really like to drink. Some of them don't, whatever. I'm like, all right. She goes, you guys are like Uncle Ro- Uncle Roger. He likes to drink. I'm like, all right, great. Can't wait to meet Uncle Roger. And she goes, and she goes, and as he's like walking up behind her, he goes, she goes, well, he lost his eye in a fireworks accident when he was 19. And she walks away, and then all of a sudden he's right there in an eye patch. He's like, hey, how you doing? I was like, oh my god, you're a fucking pirate. And I was just, wait, like, you said that to him? Yeah, I was like, oh, well, okay. we just started That's laughing, right. and I was like, I was like, so you you wear the patch, huh? And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, the eyeball. In fact, put it in sometimes. I pop it out, and I'm like, okay. And he was like, showing me the eye, and. Then anyway, it, it, we like we got we all had a good laugh. We all had a bunch of drinks that night, and then like the day of the wedding, it was like he was he was dating someone years younger than him, but she was cool as shit too. And and we all it was like me and my my buddies, and then those two, and we just like went to the liquor store and got beers because it was air conditioned. As we were waiting for the shuttle buses to take us to the church, and we just started drinking in the liquor. Like they were like, "What are you doing?" And we were just like in the liquor store drinking beers. Like we just crack them open and drink them, and then we saw the bus doors open. We're like, "All right, we're leaving." And we went and got on the buses, which I promised were air conditioning, were air conditioned. And we all get on the same. Uh, actually, Roger gets on a different bus. We all get on this other bus, and I get on. It's really hot. I go, "Hey, can you crank up the air, man?" The guy goes, "Sorry, air's broken." And I was like, "What? No!" And I t- turned around to try to get off the bus, and the doors closed. It was like a horror movie. I'm sure I've told this story before. But then the bus drove away, and it was just the hottest. Really, really hot, and I felt bad. Even the groom was just pitting out in his tux and everything. But what color tuxes were was he wearing? He wore a baby blue. No, it was uh, it was black. I'm just he was just sweating. You know what I mean? Uh, but my whole point was uh, I only only hung out with Roger that weekend. But like we stayed in touch after that. He was always this guy. He was like he, he the sold, pirate guy. Yeah, he okay. sold cigars. He had a boat down in Florida, and he was like he was like you got to come down here, man. You gotta, either if you're doing comedy or not, you come visit. We'll hang out on the boat. And I was always like, oh Roger, I'm coming down there for sure. And every year I was like, yeah, I got to get down there. And uh, I was even thinking about it with Nicole. Like, how fun would that be to take her down there? And and then he was uh, hit by a drunk driver while he was in a golf cart. So they just uh, had to say bye to him today. But I just wanted to say that he's uh, was a solid dude. And uh, Roger Wilson just deserved a, deserved a moment on the show, I thought. And I agree with all of that. Except that was the worst way to tell a story. Probably. Okay. You can you can't don't ever tell that at a party. Oh, I wish you tell can't it at be a like party. this guy, hilarious. And he just got killed. Well, I just my whole thing was like, I just a, found a, that out this I, morning. I know. I and I, I would I never I don't open I don't go to parties and talk about people who died. I mean, but I'm Jesus. just saying you were so high energy and such good times and hope and, 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 and then you just literally and then he got killed on a golf cart by a drunk driver. It was like it was just bait and switch. I'm saying it's, it's like I a, get I get I get what you're saying and and, and we should we're gonna take a moment because this guy sounds fun and cool. But it's just with. I guess story, I should have started with he passed away. You should have said what happened I, to him, yeah. and then told an amazing story. You're right. That, I, did I, like, I did it backwards. I did it backwards. Because in my mind, I was like, he's still alive. Yeah, I, I didn't think I, about I that. Tricked. I'm the only one who would know that he wasn't alive anymore. But it's funny that you talk about the eye patch and the one eye thing because it, it, it reminded me. I remember um, working on this show. Uh, it was it was uh, Mortal Kombat. They're, I think they're trying to do some sort of web series or whatever. Mortal Ugh, Kombat, and then, really? of course the stunt guy comes in. You know, the stunt guys are always kind of injured or something, right? Yeah. So this guy is is coming there, and then there's always the one person that wants to pull you aside because he had he was missing an eye, right? The stunt guy was missing. He's like, 
It's like a shop teacher missing but, a finger. But, but I love the guy pulls me aside and he's like, whatever you do, don't ask him about his eye. I'm like, well, first off, I wasn't going Who's to. Who's going to so ask what? someone about, hey, man, I'm where's not, your eye? Now, if you want to pull my seven-year-old aside and say, don't ask yeah, about the right, eye. Yeah, right, right, right. Legit. Understood. Me, I'm not going to be like, hey, how you doing? What's up with your fucking eye? Hey, like, man, who, who says that? Where'd that thing go, huh? Yeah. I mean, I guess there's a couple ballsy people that would it's do that to It's not ballsy. Be like, it's just, it's rude. You know what I mean? It's like, if this guy, want, like, that's what I thought was funny is that Terry was like, he lost his eye in a fireworks accident. And then, like, so I knew how he lost his eye. And right. I knew he was 19 and now he was like 45 50 years old or whatever so it was like he was right <laughs> like, he was okay with it but so then they go on to this story he goes but do you want me to tell you i'm like I, i'm assuming you've pulled this whole thing it's like uh, this is all stop. for you so you can yes, tell yeah. me right this is the thing you can were you with him did you do it <laughs> and i'm like i mean what happened did it, it, i'm guessing it was a stunt and something he's like no he's like he got shot in the head what by uh um by a hitman who was hired because he was dating a famous person's girlfriend and I and I, and I can't say that I can't say who it was on air. And he starts telling me this story. Robert I'm, like, I'm like and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is all great, but now I don't fucking want to know this. Now shit. I'm implicated in some sort of crime. Yeah. I'm like, does, does anybody? I'm like, because this guy's not in jail. Does anybody know about this? Or like, no, like it never. But we all know. And I'm like, okay. First off, how did you find out? He's like, well, he told me. And I was like, well, then if he's telling people and you're telling me not to ask, this whole thing is jacked up. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to tell me the story before I got it totally out of Totally wanted to yeah. do it. Yeah, 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 Whatever yeah. you do, don't ask about the eye. So that All I can right. tell you about it. Exactly. <laughs> so I tell a better story. My whole point was I just wanted to say to Terry and Kevin that I'm sorry and that uh, I, you know, and I wanted to tell a nice story about, but you're right, I should have started. No, I, I did was it. Just te- I, I was teasing. But you're you, right. But I'm glad I you told it. the story. I did it the wrong way. I should have been like, I'm glad you told the story. Yeah. And I'm glad that that guy existed. It sucks that his life was cut short. It sounds like whatever time he did have on this planet. He, he yeah, he was one of those. I used to call after those uh, Dosecchi's commercials. Oh, those Dosecchi's commercials were out. They must, I don't know what you're talking about. Those interesting man in the world commercials have been running for a long ass time, right? Because I, I think. I think they were running when we were at the wedding. And well, you're I, not in it. No, oh, but I, I, I said, every time I see those commercials, I go, I would say, Roger, you're the most interesting man in the world. Like, this guy is you. Because he's always like, I sell cigars. And then I was on a golf course. And then I was on the Himalayas. And you're like, Where the fu- what the fuck do you do? Like, he was just all over the place all the time. And he had, like, the behavior of, of like, a, a fucking 18-year-old. You know what I mean? He wasn't like... I need to take a nap. It was just like he was just always he was just always on the go and like having fun, man. So you know, I don't know. It was just uh, he was the most interesting man in the world to me. Awesome. Rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, buddy. So, our guest today. Yes. Do you want me to restart the music? And is that, is that what you're waiting for? I know how much you love the theme song. I could totally bring it back out. Now I do like it though. You know, I listened to. It. I made. Uh, I made our guest listen to the theme song in the car on the way here. I don't agree with that. I don't believe you. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. Have Are, you listened to any of our episodes, by the way? I mean, yes. Yeah. I, I, I almost listened to one. I, t- I, I check them out. Every, no one's complained about sound quality, so I haven't had the need to go back and be like... That's kind of how I feel about it. Like I always feel like we lived it already. Yeah, we, ta- we, we had the we, conversation. We should, we, let, let's bring the All right, let's sorry. Bring our guest, our in guest today... <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Comedian, actor, uh, co-creator, creator of The Roast Battle... Uh, at the comedy store, uh, handsome writer, all around Coffer. good guy, coffer. Thank you, because John um, normally does the cough, so thank you. Brian Moses, everybody. Brian Moses, yay. And I'm here. And by the way, the most of all the stand ups we've had on the show, 
they usually interject. They can't help themselves. You, yeah. Oh, that's a good you, point. You leaned away to cough. You, I asked you a question. You still refrained until you got your official introduction before you said a word into the microphone. That's hilarious. Because I was going to point that as out. A child. <laughs> <laughs> because you're way too compliant. I was going to point that out. We've had our guests that aren't comedians up there directors or filmmakers or whatever, anything else in the business. And we say, we're going to talk for five minutes and we'll bring you in. They just sit there for five minutes. We bring them in. Comedians, can't no matter fucking what, have like, yeah, well, Brian, you're an idiot. You know, it's got, it's, they can't, it's like, they're like sitting on their mouth. Like, oh God, it's going to come out. The whole time you're talking about the, uh, the eye patch thing, I was just like, I have so many things to say. <laughs> I just want to, I want to get in there. I'm just like, I thought, cause I thought your, your story was going to go to like, yeah, you know, he died, but. Guy had the worst butthole mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> nope. Nah, man. He was great. Why? Do you, do, do you, do, have you either had butthole mouth and or an eye patch? I don't understand where your excitement comes in. The eye patch thing, I was thinking about Captain, Captain Ron. Remember that guy? Uh, unfortunately. Had, a boat, that, had an eye patch. Uh, that's Kurt Russell. For those of you that don't know who Captain Ron really, like, you know he's not a real person, right, well, I mean, <laughs> he's not Roger Wilson. I don't know. You're, you're, not, you're not as old as I am, so maybe you're like, Captain Ron, um, I've heard stories. He's a real captain. <laughs> Uh, no, we used to make fun of that movie in college. My buddy's like, hey, Captain Ron's good, huh? And I'm like, no, this is a terrible movie. Yeah. But yeah, he had an eye patch, but I think that was more for looks. Okay. That wasn't for the actual, he lost his eye. In I, I don't know. I didn't see the movie. All right. But. What's well, no, good to be no, here? Now back to fart. <laughs> well, good to be now here. back to fart mouth. Yeah. yeah. yeah You've never had. I've had. Yeah, we've all had it. Okay. Oh yeah. man. Do you get that rotten egg mouth? Like if you get I, sick? I don't know. I I I get oh, rotten sick, egg yeah, butt. I get rotten egg butt. Yes. Oh, sickness breath is gross. But like I I started doing the like I go to the gym in the morning usually, and I don't brush my teeth or anything before I go to the gym because I work out by myself. Good reveal. So right. Good reveal. So if you see me at the gym, stay. Why won't Eric Roberts talk to me? But but I, I'm taking this seven. No one thinks you look like Eric Roberts. No, Eric Roberts goes to uh, my gym. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to. I know you've been working out, but you don't look like Eric hot Roberts. name drop Hollywood Anonymous. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go, guys. Me and Eric Roberts, we work out together yeah. in the same area. Also, Johnny Laquasto. Uh, now that's more Hollywood Anonymous. Perfect. Yes. There you go. Okay, good. Uh, right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm trying. I'm doing this seven day uh, free trial at this base camp thing in West Hollywood, which is like 35 minute workout that's super quick. You're on a bike, you're doing a lot of exercises. But and, with somebody guiding you. There's a guide, and then there's they all don't these just other give people you the in place the, for 35 no, minutes, no. and you just go nuts. And then there's all these other people in the class. So it's like, I'm like, oh, I got to brush my goddamn teeth before I go. Because I can't be like, hey, it's great working out next to you. And then people will go, hey, butt mouth, get away from me. Jesus. I mean, come on, John. You know, that, that's attached to the brain. It could, it could kill you. What? Brush your teeth like three times a day. Three three, three times, times a day. Three times. Yeah. Tell, tell what your kids. What do you kids, mean it can kill you? Do this. You. Yeah, 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 because uh, okay. the tartar from your teeth to the gums goes all the way to the brain. Bro, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. It causes heart disease. Yeah, it's, it's, it's connected to heart you disease. You listen too. to me. You listen to me good right We're here. Learning Dr. Then how come fucking homeless Moses? people can live into their 70s and they don't brush their teeth? They don't brush their Are you kidding me? Is that true? They say you can actually live longer if you floss more. Yeah. Here's the deal. Do you floss? My dentist. Don't floss. You don't floss. You don't don't talk to me I about listen. brushing my. You hey, can't do hey, all this. Hey, I don't practice what I preach. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're like a, the doctor that so you smokes don't brush cigs. Your teeth either. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so we're talking about butthole mouth at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, if my dentist, I uh, my dentist is great, and Doctor Stephanie Phelps, everybody, I'll oh, pl- I'll, I'll even I'll even fucking plug her because she's that good. Uh, she says my mouth is perfect. I go oh, in there. I had I had thirteen cavities as a kid. Yeah. I have thirteen fillings in my mouth. Uh. But since then, I haven't had one. And I floss mm-hmm. every day. Okay. And I brush once to two times a day. 
But I am a hypochondriac, so now you give me something yeah, else. Yeah, great. To think now he's going to be killing look it up. He's going to be shoving the toothbrush up his nose. No, you understand what hypochondriac? I don't have to look it up. I believe what you say. You're just the guy. Now I'm dying. The Brian's we get it. I am dying. Well, you're a different Brian. You're B R I. He's B R Y. I'm very selfish. I have an I in my name. I get it. Yeah. Do you ever go to Starbucks? No, I never go to Starbucks. But when I any of the coffee places. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like people, so, like, have they ever spelled your name Brain? And you're yes. like, seriously, <laughs> I love it. Though, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm back in third grade. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the best. The best one was the one where it said uh, the guy's like, "Yeah, my name is Mark with a with a C." So they just wrote Kark C A C A R C. I didn't even say like, my name. I just I, I uh, a buddy of mine taught me this. He's like, just say Marco. That way, like when you do it, the whole like the whole coffee shop goes Polo, and it's just like oh, a big it party. Work? It works all the time. Okay. They love it. Really? Yeah. Just say Marco. You can, by the way, you could do it too. Hi, I'm Marco. Does it work? Do you guys believe yeah, me? It's just like Marco, Marco, and everybody's like, Polo! Ah. Like, it's eight in the morning, let's party! So you so you yell out Polo when they yell out. Yeah, and then everybody around is just like, I get this. And they all I shout it out. This. Here's the deal. At eight o'clock in the morning, this would be, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, who's this fucking comment? <laughs> fucking clown over here. And Marco Polo, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Just get me the coffee. But that's just me being cranky in the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. I haven't had my coffee yet, obviously. No, I don't. I'm not that guy. If, if anybody who says that, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. I never want to talk to you. Right. Just go the fuck away from me. I just uh, put famous people's names on them, and then when they call the name, like, yeah, I'm friends with them, and I'm picking up their coffee because we're hanging out today. <laughs> ben Affleck. Yeah, yep, I yeah. got gotta get yeah. Ben Affleck's coffee. Yeah. That's a good don't idea. Work for him. Yeah. Friends. But then just we're do weird, weird... I got this one I said, Ben. I got this <laughs> That's one. hilarious. He'll get the next round. I'm Brian Irwin. <laughs> no, you should go like what? different ethnicities. Like uh, Denzel Washington, you just walk right up. Like, yeah. yeah, we have the same name. I'm sorry. Sorry, my name is Denzel Washington. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. my name is Morgan Freeman. I get this all the time, yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Morgan Freeman. Oh, a guy named Morgan has to be black? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He can be white and from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I have two ends at the end of my name. Yeah, it's, more, it's Morgan. Or like even like more like, you know, just like American black. Just like, oh, yeah, my name is Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, it happens. It's a very yeah. common in my neighborhood. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Ryan? I am from, uh, I'm a military brass. I'm from a lot of places. Okay. But, uh, I grew up a lot in like the central to Southern California area. So like yeah, and Bakersfield. Fa- and, and your family's still here. Wait a minute, so here. you just kind of moved up and down. You're exactly. not, you didn't go all over the United States. No, we just went to shitty places in California. And, and why was that? Ah, uh, my dad, you know, because he's he had to like, protect shitty places. I don't understand. Yeah, Bakersfield, yeah, he, 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 yeah he would never go to like cool places. Like, oh, we could went to like New York. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. But he was like, no, we're gonna go to places where my kids, you know, won't no gangs, won't no black people, and we're gonna go from there. Well, so, not no, no black people. Well, I knew my family. I guess those are the black people in town. <laughs> but was that really a concern? Like gang? Was it really a thing he I thought mean, about? Like, I don't want to go to have a choice. New I thought York sometimes or... you don't have a choice. They sometimes you. you don't. Sometimes you do. I mean, he had. I mean, his, his choices were. Mainly just you know terrible places in California. But well, San Diego is not bad. I I <laughs> left. I I skedaddled and went there. I was just like, I don't like this small. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go to like you know something that's kind of like a city, and so I went to San Diego. So wait, a pretty, so that was you. Nice you didn't city. end up landing there. You went there on your own. I went there. Yeah, like literally after I graduated high school, I'm like, I'm going to school down here, and I also got, I got a girl pregnant, but you know she she lost it. So I was like, get out of that situation. Remember so we learned right. earlier how to tell a story. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> what did we learn today? Nothing, apparently. I'm all excited. I'm like, yay, San Diego. I love it because it's like fun down there. And then Everyone's dead baby. Shorts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, um, you're, what military, by the way? Uh, Navy. Navy. What was his What was his ranking? What's there's a Navy in Bakersfield? Right? It's what? always, yeah. So the, so the Navy owns like a million acres of desert out there. So they just, they just 
test weapons. They just test bombs all day. That's what they do. So and <laughs> is then, that what your dad did? No, he was like a like a weapons specialist, that kind okay. of thing. Okay, so but he was like, in the weapons. Weapons right. so that's right. specialist. Okay. Yeah, like radiotronics. Like you know, he he's yeah, he's a mechanic of weapons or like aircraft wow. mechanic. Yeah, that's my dad. Whoa, dad's still alive. Still alive. Okay, good. So th- that's how I do it. So then, yeah. and, I know, <laughs> and I know him. Okay, and, good. And yeah. are you still talking to him? You're still friends. Parents together. Yeah, I mean we're not friends, but we're cool. Parents yeah. stay together. Yeah, th- you know what? It's crazy. Yeah. How long together now? Ah, uh, twenty. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. It'll be thirty years this year. Thirty Oof. years. Okay, and brothers and sisters. Yeah, all sisters. And how many? Oh my you have? god. Uh, three. One's adopted. One's my full blood, and one's a half sister. Okay. Right. Wait a minute. How's how do you that? get a half sister? Yeah. Uh, Half sister, dad, uh, dad was doing some things before I, I came into the picture. Oh, oh gotcha, okay, gotcha, okay. gotcha, gotcha. So pre thirty, right? So right, she's right, older than you. Are you the youngest? I am the second oldest. My dad's and oldest. My mom and dad's. So you talk to your dad and parents uh, fairly regular basis? No, I'm a bad son. I'm a bad son. You but go enough. up there for some holidays. I don't really. I mean, more I, than I, once I, a year, do you talk to your family? I, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Like yeah. You know. A few times a month. As when you see all this, like, um, that's normal. Um, I think as we get older, yeah, it's you know, like, it doesn't yeah. need to be every day or every week. And this isn't this isn't a political question, but mm-hmm. but because of what your dad is is involved in, mm-hmm. what do you think your dad's take on all this crazy like guns, no guns, like weapons and all this stuff? Does he? Is, is he you know, when you're when is you he live a Second your, Amendment nut, or is well, he no, like? But when you live your life in the, in the world of that, right. right? Like where he's not just like I'm collecting guns. Like he specializes in weaponry weapons, and all that right. kind of stuff. But he also I wonder sees what, what weapons people can do. who yeah, and they see <laughs> crazy stuff. That's like what their take is on like how uh, what our crazy dynamic of yeah. discussing it is. Well, here's his thing. He's uh. It's almost like the Michael Jordan effect where, hey, I don't want to offend anybody because, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Right. His thing is like, I work for the government, so it's like I'm not going to go against people who, you know, put <clears throat> on my plate, you know, yeah. my right, table. Right. So he's just, you know, he's he's got his opinions, you know. He's still he's still black in America, so he still has those views too. But it's also like he understands the conservative side, you know, so. He kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, I, I guess I was wondering <laughs> if he kind of just kind of laughs at the silliness of like the yeah. lack of education. To the arguments is what I would I would get from someone who spends their whole life right. involved in weaponry. Right. Has got to be like, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So when you talk, you probably should learn a little bit more. That, that's, it's, I just, it has, does that have an effect on you, though? Does that have an, the way you see things? Obviously, for the... The way I see things, yes, a little bit. I mean, because I... We, like I said, we grew up in a really... Uh, you grew up on weapons, I'm assuming. Yeah, just around... I mean, like, not like he didn't have, like, weapons in the house. I mean, Grandpa had, like, the weapons in the house. You know what I mean? Like, the briefcase full, like, you know, semi-automatics under the under the mattress, that kind of thing. Okay. Because that's, that's Black Grandpa. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a, grab, a great sitcom. Yeah. That's, that's Black Grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> that's Black Grandpa. <laughs> so, uh, but Dad, yeah, Dad was cool. He was, um, he's a big, yeah, he's a big, like, mechanic. He just loved to fix cars, like... Guns were really his thing. He had a BB gun for the most part. He didn't really keep guns in the house because he knows, you know, if you keep a gun in the house, somebody's going to get shot probably, that kind of thing. Interesting. So even way back then, he even understood that. Yeah. So you have no fascination with weaponry. I mean, yeah, listen, I grew up around a lot of dudes who like went to shooting ranges all the time. I, they're just, they're crazy. That's the, not guns are nuts. Yeah, it's not my thing. Guns are nuts. Oh, they're, for some reason, I thought you were about to say you had guns. I thought you were a gun No, no. They're, I, listen, they're fun. They're powerful. They right. make you feel, I mean, it's like, it's. You put your hands yeah. on them. Yeah. Yes, I've just done like, it. Yeah. It's like, if you, here's a great Simpsons line Homer Simpson buys a gun in an episode and he, Marge makes him give it, wants him to give it up. And he's like, no, but Marge, when I hold this gun, I feel all powerful. Like how God must feel when he holds a gun. Straight up. <laughs> Now I'm watching The Simpsons. She goes, so he, good. he made her, he goes, he goes, Marge, I have a surprise for you. Close your eyes. She closes her eyes and then the camera goes to the viewpoint of her opening her eyes and he's pointing the barrel directly into her face. <laughs> She's like, what? 
Dude, I deal fun. with that with Nerf guns in, in my house. Oof. Like, I, I don't... We, we have them, right? Yeah. And again, it's not a be for or against gun. Kids, boys, especially boys, there's a fascination with shooting things, right? No big deal. Yeah. But... Um, I don't. I don't get them because they're a nuisance in yeah. the house with kids. Yeah, yeah. and, and they bother you. Their 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 grandfather got them this like super battery powered like shoots fifty at once <laughs> Nerf guns, right? <laughs> and awesome. so they get it. It's like getting kids a microphone. Like oh, they don't funny. need to be amplified. Just yeah. like my boys <laughs> don't need anything that's going to break something in the house. Yeah, because right. that's all that gun's going to do. Yeah, it's either going to do that or like the speech that I gave them on Christmas Day, which is. Don't shoot, ever point the gun at someone's face. Okay, 10 minutes later, someone's coming ah! over. Right. They got shot in the eye, and it's like, damn it. Yeah. That's why, that's why, you, I, I don't want the Nerf guns in the house. I can only imagine having a real yeah, gun. Yeah, actual gun in the house. house, yeah. Never had a real gun. I mean, he had the BB gun, but that was like, it wasn't as cool as a real gun, so it was like, we never really got it. Until uh-huh. like, I grabbed a real gun, you're just like, oh, I totally get this. I should never like touch this again, you know? And, 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 and growing up, where did, you, where did you fall in the family uh, line? I was the oldest of the house, like oldest kid of the house. You were, yeah. Okay, so did that? Did you have to have the oldest kid responsibility stuff that drove you nuts? Were you ever the babysitter? Were you ever the enforcer? Yeah, ever, did you yeah. have to do all that stuff? Did it drive you nuts? Did you hate it, or how did you play your role? Yeah, you know, as the oldest, it was, um, and you know, it's they're young parents too, so they didn't really, you know, there's no manual for that, so they were just learning how to be parents. They're still learning how to be, you know, humans and adults, that kind of thing, because they're in their twenties, you know, and. Uh, it was more my, my little sister's actually she was more the enforcer. She was she would try to protect us. She just had so much pride in the family, you know what I mean? I was like, I feel like I'm smarter than everybody here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's kinda how where I came from with it. But yeah, they're I mean, the the best parents, like you know, they're they're so great. They're so supportive, they're they're awesome. I don't give them enough credit. And where where did you spend uh, your formative years? Your I guess middle school to high school years. My formative years at this place called China Lake, California. China Lake. Yeah. <clears throat> Wasn't that a TV show? Oh, China Beach. China Beach was yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> lake. Be- yeah. Probably be- a beach there. On the lake. <laughs> was there an actual lake? <clears throat> no. Name China. Crazy. What? It's uh, yeah. There's it's a dry lake bed in a desert in, Mo- in the Mojave Desert. Okay. So it's like there's no lake. And there's no Chinese people. It's like, it, I don't know where they got this <laughs> from. Yeah. Somebody's made, what do you want to call this? Uh, I don't know. I heard the word China I know, yesterday. I saw China men over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, makes it sounds like exotic. I mean, you go there, you're just like, yeah, China Lake sounds good. And you go there, you're like, oh, oh my wow. God. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> about meth heads and like Mormons out here. Ooh, so, and that's where you Mormons. went to high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I now I know where you had your desire for comedy, but the... Um, <laughs> when, when what was it like growing up in a place? I mean, what did you do? Like, how did you pass the time? Well, yeah, what oh, your man. friends? I mean, would you just go like kick over cactuses? And, and, and or are you kidding? Were you one of the few black people around? Like, what yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. Have you been to those areas, dude? No, I oh, haven't. they. So I, eat, my wife is from from like Visalia area, which I'm not uh, that familiar yes, with. I know Visalia. Yeah. I have family okay. Visalia. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's yeah. The sequoias are out there. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I went. I went to that area. We 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 visited and went to that area, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but it's right. mostly farmland and flat. It's it's for. Middle-aged people, like people. By the way, middle-aged people love Visalia. Kids are just like, I don't get this. Yeah. This is terrible. Let's go to the mall or something like you know. I don't know. Let's go shoot guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it like? It was. Imagine being a black kid in the '90s uh, in a place. Okay, where, so a flat top. Yes, flat top. <laughs> right. I'm, right I'm hearing Bell Biv DeVoe. Okay, yeah. all right. Hot lyrics. You had them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. I mean you're. You're one of the you're one of the the black you're one of the tokens in town. So you get that respect in a sense of just like I'm always picking him for the team, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Uh but as far as like it's it's still a military town, it's still conservative, it's still a lot of white people, you know what I mean, with little weird views. And it's a really 
poor area, you know, so it's like it's rural, it's there's meth, there's, you know, there's there's shooting ranges. I mean, we had our parties at shooting ranges, you know what I mean? Like, that's where we went. We'd go out in the middle of the desert where people shoot guns and, and they'd just, do bonfires or just drinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think when I was in, uh, right before I get to middle school, there's a race war at, at the middle school I was going to. My parents were terrified. There was a, a race I'm sorry, war? What? A yeah. race what war? Mean, was you against middle everybody? School? You just told us you were the only yeah. black people there, so was I you was, against yeah, everyone? Yeah. So, how well, was there a race war? Because the, there's, the, there's the base that so you have a lot of, there's more black people, there's more Ethnicities, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, okay. yeah, at the local, I, you know, I'm sorry, it's the high school that was happening at. Yeah, some kid like brought like an AK-47 to the school. Black kids brought bats, and it was like it was going down. So. Well, no, it wasn't. It was if the AK-47 was there, there were right, right. Yeah, the bats aren't <laughs> going to help. Your bats no, are right. useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the kid never. I don't know. I don't know why he never broke it out. Thank God he didn't. But yeah, well, they Jesus, just, yeah, they just, of course, they just yeah. fought. Yeah. It was a big, like, yeah, nine person, See, I never 16 had person. Crazy. We, I mean, we, we had, did, like, we had that shit, like, football field, but it wasn't race. It was like, we hate your school. Burnouts and the, and the skaters are going to fight the fucking jocks or right. what? It was like, somebody click. looked at somebody yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, and so it was, was like, everyone's going to yeah. show up at the football field and fight. And, and then, then no one did. But, yeah. and, and then, really, almost <laughs> nobody did. But you know so what I love is, I just watched The Outsiders the other day, mm-hmm. and that fight at the end where they show up and they're just like, hey, guys, hey. Yeah, all right. And they're just like, they're both groups are looking at each other. And then, like, Patrick Swayze comes up, and then the other fucking Soch comes up, the yeah. old man Soch, and the, le- the 40 year old dude in a, leather, a letterman jacket. And he's like, Yeah, okay, all right. And then they just start fighting. And then it's like <laughs> the worst fighting you've got. They like push, it's like not yeah. movie style fighting. Yeah, it's like real. Michael Jackson beat it video where they're like, you know, they're well, up and they're it's like, not quite, like, it's not quite dance fighting, but I mean, it's like, it's like what you'd expect real people to do. Like, like they're like, it shoves and it's right. like headlocks and it's like, yeah. <laughs> nobody's like pushing the face. Yeah. Though. It's yeah. not like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. it's not, yeah. it's not movie fighting, but I always, I always thought like, that's what it would be like if kids did that on a fucking football field. Like let's fight. Like yeah. fall over. Play. I hate you. So so I can I can understand I guess very clearly like all of us uh, are, like many teenagers are like I can't wait to get out of this place but oh. I, but based on what you're explaining I can see you must have had a strong drive we all did I, I feel like I, yeah my whole graduating class was like we can't wait to get out of this place because there's nothing to do here you know yeah. but that's at least that's like suburbia at least place. you weren't like among a bunch of people that were like. Why would you leave here? <laughs> right, is, right. Where are you going? You have dreams Every, all of a sudden. Everything yeah. you need is right here. And you're like, yeah, technically, I could live and work and eat, but eh, for my soul, I'm going to need to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone, everyone had that thought. No one wanted leave? to stay. Most left. They did. Okay. And a lot came back. And, uh, well, you know, that, yeah. yeah. You know, now they live there. They have kids. They're, you know, they're, they're not happy or they're... Moderately happy, you know. Yeah, or they're faking it, right? And, and so you, everything's great. <laughs> I'm going to kill my family. Yeah. And so, how did you end up? Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll jump back in a sec to just figure out how you got into entertainment. But what was the choice to go to San Diego? The choice was uh, my best friend was down there, okay. and uh, and I moved out early. Like I was like 17. I had that girlfriend. You know, I mean, we all do. You know, I'm just like I love her. You guys don't get it, mom and dad. So I leave. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we don't get yeah. it. So okay, you guys, buddy. so you guys roll double dutch on a bike all the way down. Yeah, to San Diego. Not, not double dutch. <laughs> what is it? Double dutch? What is it Handlebars. Where, yeah, the, a tandem bicycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You wrote a tandem That's bike. That's a little bit too three's company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she has to hold on to the back of you because yeah. like, there's no banana seats. That's not cool. She's on the pegs. Yeah, it's funny you say pegs, pegs company, though, because uh, I move out at 17. It's like it's, it's my girlfriend and then it's her best friend. So I'm just like, and yeah, the la- dude. And, and he had to pretend to be gay so that the landlord would let him live there. And right? you guys rode tandem bicycles down <laughs> by the beach. Exactly, yes. Anyway. And they played come and knock on our door every morning for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John anyway. Ritter's a big influence on me. <laughs> John Ritter's my comedy hero. Yeah. I, do, I love John Ritter, though. 
Uh, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So down to San, San Diego, Diego, you and you and your girlfriend both misunderstood. No, no, no. She she stayed up here, or and Ridgecrest, or China Lake, wherever that the town's called now. Um, yeah. So I yeah I left, and then uh, I got out of that situation. Yeah, then went to San Diego, and uh, I'm there about three years. I'm you know a minute out of school, that kind of thing. You know, having like full time jobs, not having full time jobs. And when you say in and out of school, like going, you were trying, you were going to college down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm technically I'm technically a sophomore, but I I definitely <laughs> drop out. You know. What I mean? Gotcha. You're still a sophomore. I'm technically so a still sophomore. Had I wish I would, that would have been your intro. Be, yeah. College sophomore Brian Moses. Yeah. Any college scouts out there? I still got three years of eligibility. <laughs> 6'1 and 165. And like 30 something <laughs> years old. So. I got like a, yeah, I got like a 4'8 or 5'140. You know, just. You can still be a kicker. <laughs> maybe. Ooh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Rep Hunter. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Hey, I like your positive attitude. Well, Thank I'm you. Just trying to help Coach me up, dude. Dude. Hey, Brian. Brian coaches flag football. His kids flag football team to victory. You're gonna have to take off the Raiders sweatshirt, but oh that, come man. on, Brian! Dude, they might move down here. No, it's Raiders, uh, the Rams, and the Chargers. Like, okay. After the NFL is in LA, it's just like okay, uh, out of nowhere we right. go from no football teams to like nine. Yeah. Well, that's just That'd like you know, fifteen stadiums. <laughs> Oh, no, they all have to play the same one. Yeah. Great. The other team waits outside. You guys done? You guys, yeah. done? You guys done with It's the like two today? games on the same day, and then, like, they also like have to like play It's like Monday. comedy, right? You have to yeah. ask everybody to leave for the second show. Yeah. It's like an open gym is what it is. Yeah, guys, all right, guys, for, clear the floor. Oh, thanks for coming to the Rams game, everybody. But we do ask that you go to the bar out front. <laughs> yeah. Because we got to get the Raiders fans. You don't have to go home, yeah. but you can't stay here because you'll get stabbed by the incoming Raiders fans. <laughs> all right, everybody. <laughs> All right, so you're down in San Diego. Oh man, um, you're all over the place. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah, directionless, if you will. Did you have? What no, did you have? I mean, any... He seems like he's I'll got direction. This. I'll say when I was going to school, I, I kind of I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I was going to be a. Uh, I was going to major in political science, maybe go to law school and become a lobbyist. That's why I wanted. Whoa, to do. yeah. Because when I because when I learned about it, I was just like lobbyist sounds like a legalized pimp, and that just sounds like a lot of fun. And then I saw the movie Thank You for Smoking. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Okay, you know what I mean, wow. It's either that or pharmaceuticals, right? Exactly. Like, you know, there's two things that are just like, wow, there's so much money. And especially in San Diego, it's huge down there, the pharmaceutical uh, industry. So I, that's what I was going to do. I was like, this is how I want to make money. If, if it's all about making money, this is what I'll do. You know what I mean? And it, being a lobbyist seems like it'd be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? I don't know how many black lobbyists there are, but Ooh. maybe I'm, you know, maybe yeah. I'm blazing a trail yeah, in right? a sense, you know? Uh, but, First black lobbyist but from San Diego. You're here, so that didn't happen. That definitely so, didn't happen. How yeah. do you know he's not lobbying us right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the Raiders to come down yeah. like, He's yeah, like, guys, uh, I want to show you a pamphlet. You're I'm in the like, wrong what? place. Uh, we can't help you. But yeah, Raiders lives by. matter. Please. I just need five million dollars. Raiders <laughs> lives matter. Get the fuck out. You didn't of here. hashtag it, so no one knows. Yeah, no, oh, it's on. not real unless it's got a hashtag That's in front right. of it. So when did you all of a sudden? Whether I don't know where where did your drive come? Whether was it for stand up? Was it for it was television? For was it for what, what? Like what was your? When did it happen? What was the genesis? It was I was in this human like this human sexuality class, Ooh, which isn't as sounds horny. It's not as cool. As it's, it's never as cool as it sounds. Because no, you're going, like, you're like oh, I'm gonna learn how to fuck better, and then yeah, you're in there, you're no. like, oh my, my god, god, that's what a vagina really yeah. looks like. I gotta talking. get out of here. Yeah, babies. Oh, I have to like, yeah, I have to listen. Um. So yeah, I took that class and it's like me and these like two Jewish guys and it's just like you should do stand up. Wait a minute, there was only three people in the class. <laughs> no, no, it was just me and these <laughs> hilarious. By the way. Uh, that is a poor me choice. and these two yeah. Jewish guys. But, uh, there's there's going to be more coming to the class, right? <laughs> there's no class. They just invited him no over. Teacher? Okay. Right. What are we doing anyway. here? Yeah, you know, in the town I grew up in, by the way, like the Jewish culture was like it's so it was so foreign to me when I moved to Los Angeles. I had no idea. You know what I mean? The, no, so. You yeah. weren't around it at all. At all. I think there was one Jewish family, and they were like the counselors in town. You know what I mean? But you didn't really know they were Jewish. Right. Because they still put up a Christmas tree, right. so they didn't I mean, get weird looks from everybody. Right. <laughs> Is this how we do it? Yeah. Are we tricking the others? 
Yeah, and they like it. Yeah, they, they're, they're the crafty people. Handsome kids in school. So you, I mean, you, I mean, they were like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to talk bad about Jews. I guess uh, this no, is you're ho- not. This, you're just this is you Hollywood Anonymous. Ex- I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you, what you're saying is, you know, listen. I, the best thing to do is admit your ignorance, mm-hmm. because then it's just like, listen, I don't know. And I, I right. it's the same thing where I grew up in Wisconsin. I wasn't exposed to a lot of different cultures. You right. Basically, it's like people were either Christian or Catholic, and they had their ways, and they're primarily white. Absolutely. And right. we, were, we were the only family in both the cities that I lived in. We're like, um, our friends are, are, uh, are, 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 are black people, are Mexican people, and it freaked out everybody else. They're like, what? You're letting them in over here? Like, letting them in? Was there a door guy somewhere that we don't know about? Like, oh, that's hilarious. But again, that's just like... yeah. But again, it's like that's what you come from. So it's like that I had very limited exposure. My parents were just like, yeah. they were like, people are people. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But again, I so I understand. It's like, but once you say, listen, I just don't know. I didn't know. It's not that I don't like you. Right. I just don't know anything about Oh, I, I love, I love, I mean, I tried to be Jewish at one time, but you had to like be born into it, they say. So. You can convert. I mean, Sammy Davis converted, but. Yeah, but it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's almost like you I don't have to know, be like, I, Okay, you're right. Was it just, so just the eye? Yeah, they, they were like, yeah, come on in. A lot of eye talk in this, uh, this episode. <laughs> one-eyed person that's gonna be the theme so anyway back to you and this human sexuality class yeah so i'm in this class uh and a lot of things we have to do is we have to uh we have to like you know shoot things so they make us like shoot like you know weird like psas for stds and weird things and we just have fun with it you know i don't understand how does it shoot a fake commercials what is this is human sexuality it's about sexuality so it was anything to do with those kind of things like getting a girl pregnant you know and they were trying to find ways to get the kids interested right yeah Exactly. All right, okay, all right. So then, uh, yeah, these guys were like, "Hey, man, you're really funny. You should do stand up." You know, and I, we, I, all three of us have gotten that. You know, what I mean, before we start doing stand up, so you know, people you're told an me, asshole. Please don't. But that's yeah. <laughs> hey, you're terrible. Never hold a microphone. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you get that confidence, like, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, you go to a comedy club. You're like, oh, I'm, I can't do this. So, so, so did you? Okay, so okay, so somebody people tell you you're funny, right? Okay, right. so you get it. You're the, you're the funny guy around other people. Exactly. So you decide before I do this, I'm not just going to be all arrogant and just go do it. You're like, I'm going to go watch a show. I'm going to study, and see what this is about. Right. Like, Where did you go? I went to the uh, in in San Diego at the time. Uh, there was only like. Two clubs. So the one I go to is the, is the more popular one, which is the La Jolla Comedy Store. La Jolla Comedy Store. Right. Now, where were you living in San Diego? Because La Jolla is about 25 yeah, minutes it's not outside in of San Diego. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, above. Right. Yeah, it's, it's that northern beach, right? Yeah. I was living in uh, central San Diego, so I was close. Okay, close yeah. enough. That yeah. it, the drive was fine. Okay. Yeah, I was like really centrally located. I was close to everything, so it wasn't that tough. And then, yeah, I just studied for like six months. I was just like watching those guys and like really trying to figure it out. Like, I, I, when? I, this was 2006. 2006. So I started in 2007. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it, it literally uh, that's what happened. It was like James Brown died, and I was just like, "I'm gonna carry on the legacy." And then, hey, I started doing stand up. That's great. Yeah. So James Brown, James Brown, he, he got me on stage. It was literally like I was I'd been listening and, and watching and studying and like you know getting tapes like Richard Pryor, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. you know, just like really trying. Like I was taking it was my college in a sense. I was like, I'm gonna if I want to be good at this, I know I'm gonna be doing this the rest of my life. <laughs> I need to like, like it's a lifestyle choice, kind of like working out. Yeah. So I, I took it like that. I'm like, if I want to do this and really be good at it, I want to like take it seriously. So I did. And then, yeah, that guy died and it hurt my heart. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Wait, what, what James Brown are we talking about? Uh, which James Brown? Wait, is there more than one? I don't know. I've got confused. I mean, we're talking about James Brown, James Brown. The yeah, singer. the guy from yeah. Soul. Yeah. I, I thought maybe there was a guy down in San Diego. That oh, was a that's great, great comedian Brian, that you saw. I love that. Mm, James like, Brown, yeah. this guy who waited on me at uh, Wiener Schnitzel once. Yeah. I thought there was a comedian that I completely missed out on yeah. named James Brown. The legacy of James Brown down yeah. in San Diego. He was just such a great entertainer. And it was just like, all right, yeah, you know, it, yeah, I'll try it. Why not? And then, yeah, I got, I got addicted. So. How, how, did your, how was your first time on stage? <laughs> and where was it? 
It was at La Jolla. It was in La Jolla Comedy Store. The you first okay. time, honestly, went well enough for me to do it the second time. Right. It was, was nerve wracking. You know what I mean? I had taken a shot. And I was like, I'm never going to drink before I go on stage. And I was just like, I had to because my nerves were just crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You already caved into the room. Yeah, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, it went joke? well. First joke was like, um, <laughs> all right. The first joke literally was, here, let me move the mic stand so you guys sort of can voice. see me. No, no, it's oh. it's uh, leaving my twin brother out of the way. It's just so it was so gay. It was like because there's this big skinny long mic stand. I was just no. like I was like, skinny at the time, so it was like yeah. As compared to now, whatever. <laughs> Real fat Albert over here. Oh, hey, easy with the Cosby. Yeah, stuff. no Cosby references, guys. Let's no talk Cosby. About him Raper. So all right, so He's that was so that was your so He's you get doctor. to because back then it's three minutes. Yeah, or was it five? Was it no, a, it was oh, three, three, yeah. three, three, three and, and a half. Did it seem like a forever the first time you're up there, or or yeah, because you get all you know you get those initial jokes you're writing out yeah. and you're just like oh well, now I'm just up here you know what I mean now I just kind of have to like get out of this three it, minutes I'm like, I'm in a minute only, and a half right now you know what I mean like where's the light at? so back to my twin brother everybody I'm gonna move him I'm gonna move him back over here joke number two always go back to the one thing you gotta laugh. Fat, you're like, remember this? When you laughed at this? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the second set. It was just like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've found that like a lot of people, like the first time, it's like they have a, a like even even if like it's a tiny bit of success. Like mm-hmm. I had I did an open mic and people in the back when I couldn't tell a joke and I was like going through my notebook, I was like, Oh, here's directions on how to get here, take, taking the two bus from sunset. <laughs> and they started laughing and I read the directions and yeah. they were like, ah. And then afterwards, this guy so was like, alt. dude. So funny, man. How long have you been doing this? I was like, that was my first time. He's like, what, dude? You're great. And I was like, maybe I am great. Right. And then you go back for that next one and you're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not great at all. Right. I have a lot to learn. I'm a fucking idiot. Right. And that's stand up. Jesus. Man. Yeah. But I mean, there's always that. I have a great story of like somebody whose first time doing stand up was opening for a family member in Seattle and the shows were packed and the crowds were great. So I was featuring, but this guy was doing guest spots for, for his family member who was headlining and he had great sets. And then we're outside smoking a cig in between sets. And he says to me, he's like, isn't this great, man? We're doing comedy now. And I, and I'd been, I'd already been doing comedy for eight years at this point or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, you've, you've done comedy once. (laughs) So he, he, you said that, or you just no? I was. I thought that I was like, yeah, this is great. And then we. Is he still alive? Yeah. I want. <laughs> you want to know the story? But we we end up like coming back to L.A. and he's like, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, can you get me any spots in L.A.? I go, Jesus. sure, I'll get you on at three clubs because I knew Brian and Brian would put him on. And I wasn't at the show, but a friend of mine went, and he go and he had invited all his family members and stuff. And I go, how did it go? He goes, oh, dude. You could hear a pin drop. I go, the floor is carpeted. He goes, I know. I know. I know. And I was like, okay. And then I saw him again a few months later. He's like, yeah, I don't do stand-up anymore. I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And I'm like, you didn't really prove anything. Yeah. But but good for you, whatever. And to me, here's here's my theory, is when people tell me like, oh, yeah, I did stand-up for a year, and then I got out, I always say thank you, but not in a rude, no, 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 condescending yeah, yeah, yeah. way. I just mean like, thank you for knowing it's not something you wanted to be involved in or commit for the rest of your life and for moving the fuck out of the way. Because a guy who's half-assed and is coming in and taking stage time every once in a while and then coming out, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Either right. you, To me, either you're in or you're out. And 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 to know that 
at, at a stage and be like, I'm out. It's like, okay, great. And I'm not, when I say it, cause I said it to somebody and their face dropped, like I was mm-hmm. being insulting. And I was like, I just mean you figured out that either it wasn't your thing. You never thought you were going to get good, whatever you, you found something else and you moved on. And that, I would even say like, I, I dig that. Cause I would even say thank you. Like, cause I think everybody should try it. Every human should just because it, it does change you as a person, man. I agree. It, it makes you respect people more. You're just like, cause you're so vulnerable in that, that moment. If you do it for a year, you've been vulnerable that whole year. Hey man, you're probably a better dude because of that, you know? So that's yeah, a good I point. But said, most it, people aren't going to do it for a whole year. You no, know? no, no. If but, they tried it once. But I do, I do agree with the fact that um, if you feel the need, like it's a, it's a unique desire to go right. stand on a stage, isolate yourself from everyone else, and now do something to these strangers. It, it is, it's a unique desire. So I, I always tell people, I'm like, even if you don't end up never being a stand-up comic, if you have that, just get it out of your system. Yeah. Just go do it. There's, there's enough open mics. I'm not saying like... Know, try to get it. Try to get in at the comedy store no. and to do it there, right? But, but that's a bad thing to do. But that a first thing step to do is, is that, go somewhere. Yes. But that's the whole thing. Is is that's what a lot of people yes. don't get is that, is that I learned early is that it almost doesn't matter at first where you're getting up as long as you're getting up. You yeah, get right. up in front of fucking anybody and everywhere. Like uh, Andy Cozell, like I was five six years in, he was like, dude, you'll just go up anywhere, won't you? And I was like, yeah, isn't well, don't you? Like who's not going up anywhere and then fight your way out? And yeah, and it's just like I'll you know and and then after. You know, now, now I'm, and not to be, again, I'm not trying to condescend or, or I'm not better than anybody, but I can't, I can't do open mics anymore. You know what I mean? I can't go to an open mic. Well, it doesn't mic. serve it's, any purpose for there, you. You don't, abs- you don't need serves, to fight your way out of that box. No, because I can try way. my new jokes out on stage with real audiences that are- Or at home are, and get the same response at this point. You know whether it's a good exactly, joke or not. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, I run it by friends who I try, you know what I mean? But, but, but at the time when I was doing open mics, I didn't really have any comic friends. I had my roommate and I didn't really know anybody else in LA. So I was like- and Your sponsor- <laughs> And my sponsor, yeah, and then my hilarious. parole officer, and <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just, no, 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 no. That make, that's that's perfect. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, like you've now, like you've you've gotten to a, po- a point now to like you can go any on you know, go on stage and just try out new material. And it feels like oh my god, he's been doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah. It's like you just wrote that yesterday. And I also I mean? feel like I I have enough of <coughs> of the respect of like the people that I do stand up with, like my peers or whatever, that they would understand that. If something bombed mm-hmm. in the middle of a set, it was probably because I was trying it out or was giving something a shot that you know was a little different or whatever. And I don't feel as bad about it as I used to feel when I didn't do well on stage. I it used to like just fucking crush me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my god, I'm the yeah. worst. And now I'm like, eh, I was the worst last night. But I, you know what I mean? But I'm not gonna stop and I'm not terrible. And for some reason, even after I ate shit, I knew right away that I was gonna keep going. Right. There was never like, well, I'm never going to get on stage again. You it was like freaked out, ran to the bathroom, shaved your beard off, and came out a different person. <laughs> no, I don't know who, I don't that, know who guy that guy was on that stage. Guy. Fuck that, that guy, guy. Guys. He sucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea, though. Have a bad set, just change your appearance, and then sit in the audience and heckle. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that's that's hilarious. Would you do that? Bring back that redheaded piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know if you know this guy, uh, a buddy of ours, Dan Satchoff. You probably, I don't think he really, he's he's kind of doesn't really do stand up anymore, but he used to do characters. Mm-hmm. So he would come to the shows in the characters, a lot of mustaches, sideburns, wigs. So like Johnny Menzel in Vegas, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Did they ever confirm whether or not that was legit? I don't, I know. don't know. Yeah, but that's, that's a great story. At this point, does it even matter? Yeah. It's like, of course, it was him. Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, exactly. What you what you're reposting yeah. this? All right, so, <laughs> zombie um, apocalypse. That was happening. <laughs> but he used. But when I, when I first used, it was one of the belly room at the time, and uh, he would come. Uh, he was friends with the other guy that I ran the show with. And he'd come. He would do the sets. I didn't really ever talk to him. A couple nods. You know, he'd do his characters, then he would leave. And then there was this one time that we did a separate show outside of the shows that he would do with us at the comedy store. And he did his set. And then afterwards, he removed all of his costume stuff. And he comes over and he starts talking to me 
on and on and on. And finally, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. <laughs> That's awesome. But you're talking to me like we, we know are each pals. other. Yeah. And, he go, and he just starts laughing. He goes, oh, I forgot. You've never seen me without my outfit on. Like, and I was like, no, I have no idea who the fuck you're you like, are. I'm Dan. Oh, that's awesome. He could he could have done his whole comedy career incognito because I yeah. never would have known if he if he kept it that way. All right, uh, well, that's what I'm doing now, guys. That's a great idea. You've already known. Yeah. Now you're going to go into obscurity. Yeah, I'm going to go into white face now. Yeah, a white face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know who you are, bro. I don't know what this is. I only know you're a white guy. You know, <laughs> you can't do white face. Very okay? white. That's offensive. Yeah, in order to do it, yeah, that's offensive. So. <laughs> That's Why is there no White History Month, guys? It's, yeah, it's, it's called every month but February. First of all, if you go in whiteface, you got to start saying all the stupid things that white right. people say, like, hey, why is there no White History Month, everyone? Yeah, why is there no White Entertainment Channel? Yeah. <laughs> why is there that no, was always a thing in like, high school. Why is there no going, White? Like, and you're like, like um, it's up. every other fucking yeah, channel. Friends, Seinfeld, the biggest shows in the 90s. Like, what are you talking about right now? Cheers. Yeah. It's called television. Frasier. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so you obviously begin, and this is the thing. I started up down in San Diego at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, and it's like the nice thing is, is even if you're not really at the time the most seasoned comedian, mm-hmm. you can get the door guy gig or whatever, and you start doing right. the, the the off nights, the, the non basically not Friday, Saturday. So you get right. the off nights. Is that kind of what you did right away to kind of get into the system, or how long did you? And also, I believe when I was there, this is the early two thousands. By the time you started getting in there, it seems like a lot more comedy clubs popped up. So did it? Dude, did you see that? Well, did San you Diego feel is like you had scene. more available yeah. to you as well? Like, no. Walk me through your circuit. Like, how did Man, it work for you? It was. It's you know what, Brian? It's probably the same thing. I think you went through in the early two thousands. It was uh, there was one club which was La Jolla Comedy Store, and then uh, there's another one over in Central uh, San Diego called the Comedy Palace, mm-hmm. which is like a Greek restaurant. And uh, those are the two clubs, and they were, they were really clicky over at the uh, the Comedy Palace. Like you had to be like, you know, you had to know those guys from like when they started back in like the early two thousands, whenever they did, right. you yeah. know. And uh, so it was basically just at the comedy store. And you just go to the open mic every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, and then uh, they get comfortable enough with you. Then like you know, some of the promoters on their off nights would be like, "Hey, do a show here," that kind of thing. And then you finally get hired. Like you know, if, when somebody gets fired, they're like, "Hey, we're comfortable with you. You can come work with us." And you get like a spot on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I leave in 2010. And there's like four of the clubs now. Yeah, you so came up here. Clubs didn't pop up until after clubs you moved up here. Like my scene was, we would go to music open mics. You know what I mean? You had to be clean at those. So it's like it taught you how to like write jokes in a sense because sure. you had to be clean. You can't just go up there and be like, "Hey, ah, my fucking girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. abortions, yeah. and yeah. fart." Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Yeah, you had to like be cleaning from all these like kids, you know, with with guitars basically. So it was like that. That's what it taught us, and it was a lot of going to like East San Diego, North San Diego, which is like you just had to find mic time. You know, you couldn't just go to the comedy store once for three minutes a week. You wouldn't get good that way. Well, no, you could, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure there are people that just did that. Yeah, right. But they're not around anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Or they're 67. You know, still doing three minutes. Just like I'm gonna get there one day. Yeah. You know, right. So. Yeah. Was Leo still there? Leo, uh, the guy that wore a cape? Oh, man. God, he was the end. He was ending his thing right when I started, So I he finally hung up yeah, the cape. He hung, he, up, he hung up the cape. He's not Superman. I've told the story about the cape, it, right? People, He's like the classic guy I told you that a long time ago. Do you know the story behind Someone cape? told him to wear a cape, I, right? No, I don't know the story behind Never cape. Never changed his jokes. Um, as a as sarcastic, this is what I was told. Sarcastically, when um, the, the, the general manager at the time, when I, when I moved there in 2000, <laughs> Had said that years before that, some general manager said, you know, you'd be funnier, your jokes would be funnier if you wore a cape. And he took them literally <laughs> to change nothing about a set, just started just wearing a cape. cape. That's crazy. Yeah, Leo. He was, yeah, he was Thank one of you. a kind. I just, I just love that someone suggested that and instead of him going, hey, dude, fuck you. He was like, cape. I'm getting a cape. I'm going to get a cape. Get a cape. Get a cape. Get a cape. Change nothing else. 
Just gonna right. start wearing a cape. I believe that. I, I can believe somebody like that. You know, not like I'm saying Leo's a weak-minded dude, but I can see like a guy who like once in is just like I'm gonna whatever this guy wants, I'm gonna do so I can get into this club. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah, he's wearing yeah. a cape. He's like, this is actually working. So you know and, what I mean? And, and as we all now know, for some people, that was their socializing. That was where they went. They weren't. They didn't go to clubs, or right. like Nightclubs. Right. They didn't go to bars and hang out with people. Right. They got to socialize with people that they thought that they bonded with, which were comedians. Mm-hmm. So maybe at the end of the day for them, <laughs> yeah, they, they were, were never going to advance, but that was their They're involved in a scene right. that they love, yeah. and they got to be there every week. And the La Jolla Comedy Store yeah. is very famous. Love and I miss that place. I love I love that place too, man. I've never had a bad set there, really. I it's not about my... you right now, but what I'm yeah. saying, John, is it? <laughs> First of all, Brian, I don't know if you've checked out the description of the show but it it's is about you all about me <laughs> you, you can't, you, as i go in there i edited it it's everything. Like john is there's no mention of you <laughs> all right so here you are so you so you spent a couple years down at the la jolla comedy store right. now, now were you still were you that kind of guy that um the door guy that that um you you would watch you would the comics would come in and you would still watch them so you were kind of in that thing of like you were still it would be yeah, especially the weekend guys i would, I would go watch you know know, what I mean? yeah. yeah like what what's this about like why are these guys so great why, why are they, they here headlining yeah, yeah. 40, doing 45 minutes and you you learn a lot man you know like it compared to coming up here and seeing them do 15 doing 45 it's like it's a whole work of art you yeah know I mean? this is this just seeing the long set is is something you don't what get do you a mean? lot you of have here. to have an arc Right, it's yeah. like you can't just sling jokes for forty five yeah. minutes with you no can, purpose. You can, you can, you can but, but you, you better be, be Mitch Hedberg. Is it, yeah, right. as I say, you better have such a command of the stage, exactly. And that's when you start learning all the subtleties of stand up comedy. When you have to stretch for that long, you start going. You really start appreciating yeah. what it takes to be up there that long and hold people that long. It's like it's it's a it's an album. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like a musician doing an album. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, we have our favorites, but it's also I want to listen to the whole album. You know what yeah. I mean? So, if you can hold my attention for 45 minutes, you're doing a great job. And what so so being down in La Jolla, what you said to yourself, I I'm I'm done. I'm going to Los Angeles now. What was the defining factor for you? I was in my 20s still and I was it wasn't like I wasn't, you know, progressing. It was more uh I don't want to waste my 20s here in a second tier place. I want to either go to New York or I want to go to Los Angeles. And I had I was always told that if you want to be a stand-up, you go to New York. And we do everything else, you go to LA. Now I was like, I love New York. I really want to be a stand-up. That's what I want. That was like my dream. But I was like, it's too cold. I have no family out there. I'm closer to uh, LA. And I, you know, I'm young and I'm black and I have this look and Hollywood loves that shit. So I'm gonna go try to get some work up there. You know what I mean? While I can like support my stand-up vice. So I moved to like, yeah, I moved to like my my early to mid-20s up here, like like three years in. After like just being comfortable, but I knew like starting over in Los Angeles was gonna like wreck my world. <clears throat> you did? Did well, you transfer as a door guy? Yes. You did. You took care of that before mm-hmm. you came up. Okay. Yeah. Good. It, I mean, it almost didn't happen. I mean, uh, the Booker at the time was just he'd never seen me, and he was just not happy that they they hired me without his consent. So they they had come. Uh, Are we the, talking, about about Tommy? Tommy? We're talking about yeah. Tommy? Talking about Tommy? Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're not pro Tommy on this okay. show. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not anti Tommy. I mean, I know we I, are not pro Tommy on this show. I, I understand. Go shave your beard and come back. I understand. I want to talk to a different person. I understand he was about to pass me before he got fired, so I can't just can't talk too much right. shit about him. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, my point is that yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, so all right, so you, you made it through that. So you get up here, mm-hmm. and um, who did you? So the whole classic. I'm moving to L.A. Now, what about living expenses and, and oh living in itself? Where are you going to live? Who who are your broken promise people that right. you're like I'm going to stay here you can forever? Stay here, yeah. And then three days three days later, like so, how long you say you're going to crash at my place? You got a job yet? Or well, because I kind of always knew I was going to move to LA at some point. So like 
that year I knew I was going to move. My uh, my girlfriend at the time, she had moved up to LA already to get a job, and she was doing stand up as well at the time. She doesn't do it anymore. But uh, still, your girlfriend? No, no, she's not. We, I mean, all right. So this is the crazy story. So I move up. I was going to move in the summertime because I was like, I can save more money. But then she had said, Hey, I need help. I got this job during the day. I have a dog. You know what I mean? So I I can't like wash him during the day. Would you like come up early? Like you know, a couple months early, and they help me out. I'm like, Of course, I love you. Da da da. So I get up there, and it's just like it's hell. You know, I move up April Fool's Day. We literally get in a fight as soon as I move up, and she's like, you can't live here. I'm like, I just got here. I literally can't live at the comedy for my first night here. You know what I mean? Like, I, eventually I'll live there. You know, what I was to, the but fight about? They all it, said- it wasn't even, it was, it was more about, uh, because uh, I was young, so it was like I was, I was smoking and drinking. I wasn't doing anything hard, but it was like I was smoking weed and, and drinking. And then she was okay. always like, you can't do that when you come up here. I'm like, all right, what? whatever. I love you. I'll do whatever you want. You know Wait, what I mean? I'll what? stop. Yeah. So my going away present to... Uh, from uh, the La Jolla Comedy Store was they gave me like a big bottle of uh, Gentleman Jack and pot brownies because they knew I couldn't smoke because of my girlfriend at the time. Um, and then I had the brownies and she's a big, you know, she loves sweets. And I was like, oh, you can't have these because they have this. She's like, I told you you can't bring that in the house. I was like, it's just, it's, they're brown they're edibles. I'm not smoking. It's not going to smell. It's like, it's, she's like, but you're still going to be weird and then high. I'm just like, I mean, I get that, but she's like, this is, this is it. You know, I was like, can I just get away with this? This is a going away present. She's like, no. Get the fuck out of my house! I was like, "Oh my lady, it's the first night." You know what, what I mean? the fuck? It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was never meant to be. It, it wasn't broken. Yeah, that except was... for right that moment, it needed to be. Just yeah, yeah. So, they so could I could get one pillow. Yeah, on yeah we're living in Encino at the time. I'm living. I'm not living in Hollywood. I'm oh, living, yeah. Encino. So, okay. I'm picturing this being down the street from the so, store. No. You physically get booted out. Yeah. And so okay, now what? No, well, then we're like, you know, it's it's. And that's when he met Paulie Shore. Encino, we're working. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're you know, we're working out that kind of thing, and then. You know, she. I, I was. You know, when you work in nightclub, you work late. You know, and I would always work like two or three in the morning. And um, she just wouldn't give me a key to the place. She just wasn't into that. She was just like, no, because I don't want you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's had. A, she just didn't trust me. And I was like, I, I great relationship. You know dude. what I mean? Definitely it was live so, with yeah. her. Can't have a key to the fucking place. Yeah, you? a key to the gate anyway, um, because you couldn't copy the key to the gate. So we only had one copy, uh, and it was gonna take a month for me to get my key. So anyway. Um, so I come in real late, and like every time I came in late, the dog would wake up. You know, what I mean, the dog's barking his head off for the next, you know, fifteen minutes until we can calm the dog down again. You know, uh, and she's hating this because she has to go to work at like seven, eight in the morning. You know, she's just like, you know what? What you can do because you can't get in. She's like, I'm not going to come keep opening the door for you. She's like, but you just stay and sleep in your car until I I can let you in. Like, bro, it was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Dude, you don't still talk to this person, do you? No, we don't no, talk. No, but you know what? God. Though, but this is but this. This is that stuff we talk this about. This is the definite broken move up here and help me and now get the fuck out no, right away? No, not that. The fact that you're still here, though. That's oh, the survival yeah, yeah. instinct of someone. Oh. Most people be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I'm done. This is bullshit. I'm yeah. out of here. What have I done? Why am I making decisions? Why am I putting myself through this? Yeah. And yet, no, LA you're me still here. You're every still day. here. And you're still talking. So that means you were like... All right, I got to figure this out. Yeah. I gotta, so what's, how do I survive? How do I figure this out? I loved it, out? yeah. I mean, I, I was, yeah. And so eventually, it's like, I mean, it was, I got the worst month. April 2010 was my worst month, I want to say. I mean, in my life, I will say. Uh, so far. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I mean, like, and I, I've been, we'll you know, I'm like, that. listen, I got, yeah. my, I got my wisdom teeth pulled in, in Tijuana. You know what I mean? You can't you can't be asleep for that. So it's like, and my, my teeth were impacted. And that was like a nightmare because it's like, it's dented. This is also April? No, this <laughs> Two weeks after this he moved is, Yeah, this is like literally like right before I get into comedy, I get my wisdom teeth pulled in Tijuana, Mexico, because it's cheaper to get it done down there. Sure, but I didn't for know that a reason. You, you're right. 
but you can't. They're not allowed to put you to sleep, so you have to like be a, you have to be alive and awake while they're like you know taking bits and pieces of. Like, Gonna go ahead and say fuck that. And they're also speaking in Spanish, so it's like, is this a nightmare? You know what I mean? Like yes. they're, they're drilling. There's a big you know novocaine needle in your mouth all the time. You can feel it. It's like not, it's none of that works. And this is not a, that's the, what happened to you in April was worse than that. Yes, because. Okay. Me and my girlfriend, yeah, we're, we're fighting. I, you know, I'm sleeping in the car every night. You know, not getting any good oh, sleep. Oh, so you it's actually just, did what she said? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna live here still. Yeah, and I'm okay. still, I'm still. No, driving. you're not living there. I'm, yeah, exactly. I, I want to be clear. You just want to be in the area. You, 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 yeah, you could have parked any. Well, that's not true. You yeah. probably would have got arrested parking somewhere else. But okay, funny so you say that. Uh, oh yeah. So then uh, it's one night. It's um, I'm, I get off early. They 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 cut me early at the comedy store, which I mean, my first month that never happens. So then. Uh, they're like, hey, yeah, you, like, we don't really need you tonight, so you can go home. So I, I call my girlfriend because I'm like, hey, I can come home and get in the house. Like, I'm a fucking Pavlov's dog. I'm just like, I can get in the house tonight, please. You know, it's like 10 o'clock. She's like, you never come home and you say. And I was notorious for that. I would say, I'm coming over. They'd be like, an hour later, I come over. You know what I mean? Because it's like, by the way, it's my first month in Los Angeles. I was trying to soak in everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the and way, you, like, st- you still do that. Right. But go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Meaning, meaning, like, I'll be there in an hour and then it's a little later. Yeah. But that's okay. Are you being racist? No, he's no. being he's being Moses. Being personal. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's a joke. Yeah, so then, you know uh, we joke around on the show. Right? <laughs> no, we don't. Apparently, not, not about anymore. race, Brian. Shave your beard and come back and All talk right, to I'll me. Be right again. Back. How many beards you got? I've got a lot. Okay, I've got a lot of beards. Got a lot of beards. Nine beards. Uh, what are their names? Who are the dudes? Uh, <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So then, uh, it get, yeah, it gets to a point where uh, she's like, "I don't, I don't believe you. I'm just gonna go to bed. See you in the morning." I'm just like, ah. so now I'm just stuck at the comedy store from like I don't know ten o'clock till whenever they close. So I'm like, I'm not gonna go sleep in my car across my you know trip my girlfriend's place for the next nine hours. You know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna do? So I'm just, I stayed and I just watched comedy, hung out, had a drink or two, and then uh, I drove to Encino, and then I get pulled over a block from her place. And then the cops were like, you know, get out of the car, the whole thing. And I never pass as a bright. I, I could be sober and never pa- and pass that thing. I just have these eyes where it just nobody believes me. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, I blew under the limit. And they're like, well, you know, under our discretion, we can take you in when it's .05. I blew a .07. <gasps> yeah. Talk about it. Uh, I've had the same thing. I blew, I blew under the limit. Mm-hmm. And they were like. Wait, what's the limit? <clears throat> .08. .08. Okay. <clears throat> and I, and I blew under the limit, but like point five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy point oh five, and the guy was like, and I and I demanded the breathalyzer because he's making me do all the tests outside right. the car. And I go, bring the fucking thing out here. Let me yeah, blow yeah. into it. And he's like, uh, okay. So he brings it out, and like I blow into it, and I I have this thing where I think I can beat a breathalyzer because right. I I pretend to be blowing super hard, and he's like, blow harder, and I don't blow any harder, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, blow harder, and I don't ever blow very hard into those right. things. So my thing, because I'd had like nine beers. So this thing registers point oh five. Nice. And I, and I was like, okay, see you later. And I turn around and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the hell out of there and I'm right. gonna go get my car. And he goes, well, wait. And I go, for what? And he's like, well, we don't know. You're a big guy. I go, thank you. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know if you're getting, if you're gonna get drunker as the night goes on or if you're gonna be less drunk. And I go. I passed your sobriety fucking breathalyzer. I'm going to yeah. go. They're like, we're going to take you down to the station. You're going to blow again in 15 minutes. And I was like, you yeah. guys are fucking pieces of shit. And literally, I swear to you, it was uh, it was almost all black cops and then one white fat fucking pig who was like, no, all the other, these other guys, you could see it in their faces. They're like, can we go now? Like, right. this is boring. Was this, were you pulled over at a DUI checkpoint? Why was no, there so many? I, I, got pull, I don't know. I got pulled over on Sunset. Um, and this is the second time it happened to me. I got pulled the first time it happened to me. I passed the breathalyzer and I got mm-hmm. back in the car and I left. That's why the second time I demanded the breathalyzer almost right away because I wanted to hurry my night along. Yeah. 
because I had just taken a Cialis because I was going to go see this girl. So now in my head, I'm like, am I going to go to jail and Wait get a, a boner? Do- oh my God, boner okay. pills in jail? So you didn't have the boner yet. No, I didn't have the boner yet. Like I'm out doing my sobriety thing, but just can we just, can we just give me the breathalyzer? I'm a little uncomfortable. This is the story you opened with, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> boner pills, are you kidding me? I might go to jail tonight? But so I did, I went, I went to, they take me down to the station and I can see my punked office from the, from the station. I go, see that building up there? I work on that show. I see an end corner office. Yeah. And they're like, they don't care. And, then, <laughs> and they shut you me in. Somehow or another. But then I start bringing up the cops we used on punk i'm like you guys know scott defoe this guy's like yeah i went to the academy with them i'm really good friends with them they're like okay and i was like oh, this isn't working out <laughs> so they sit me down and they make me wait like 15 minutes and then they have me blow again and i blow and again i blow and i'm under the limit right so this 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 other guy comes in so the there a, a, a black officer brought me in sat me down and i was talking to him as he brought me in but he was kind of behind me and then he sat me down and then this other guy comes in and he has me take the test. Also a black guy. And this guy says, okay, so what's your name? I go, Jesus, what are you, short-term memory guy? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, you just brought me in here. He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, oh. and, then the, and then the other guy came around the corner. I was like, yep, I look like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, it made me look like I think they all, you all look the same. You know what I mean? But then, so I blow again and this, and this guy comes around the corner. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get him out of here. And I go, thank you. Like, you want to ride back to your car? I was like, yeah, that would be great. Nice. So then as they're uncuffing me, fat white guy comes around the corner again. What the fuck's going on in here? What the fuck? Why the fuck are you taking his cuffs off? <coughs> and I go, leave them alone. I passed all your stupid fucking tests. They're taking me back to my car. Rah, 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 rah. I'm like, dude, I'm out. See you later. And I just turned away from the guy and I left. I was like, I'll wait outside for you dudes because I'm not listening to this yeah, fucking I can dude never again. turn my back on a cop. Well, no, you can't. Yeah. But I was also drunk. Like, I was getting drunker in that seat. I was like, I gotta, I'm gotta. i confusing officers. I'm oh, like, man. you guys all look alike. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was not good. So I needed to get, and this, my phone is going off in my pocket. And I'm like, can I get that? And they're like, no. Oh. And it's this girl I'm supposed to be going to see. She, and literally all her messages are like, you better be in prison or you better be fucking dead. And I was like, <laughs> well, I got one well of those. guess what? <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so so, so right. you never did get a boner there. No, no, okay, no, no. Right. really, did it even yeah. work? Then here's the deal: Cialis works, but it has to work. Uh, it takes a little time, and it has to work uh, under adverse conditions when you're in the mood for it to work. I don't think you're just like, hey guys, oh, is it the Hindenburg crashing? Why do I have a raging boner? Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like uh, the the clapper. You know what I mean? It's like I'll clap on. Ooh, clap can you on. imagine That's if the... you had a pill that you put into somebody and then you did that and they got boners and you clapped it off? No. Like, dude, I would right, do that. Yeah, I would do that to everybody. Like joke pill. Oh, so I, got, I got a boner. So you don't have so, a boner, but you are getting pulled over. I'm as getting well. pulled over by yeah. two cops, and and to be honest, like I never had a problem with the cops ever. There was like one thing in high school, and it was only because she was mad at us because we were just being dumb, idiot high school kids. And then uh, in San Diego, one time there was a cop. It was in the college area, and uh, I was driving my own car, had my license. He's like license registration. He's just being an asshole. And then he's, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you actually have it? You live in this area? I'm like, I live right there. It says on my, my license. He was just going off on me. He's just like, all right. Like he, just, he was looking for anything he could. He's like, any drugs in the car? Any this, any that? And that, you know, that happened a couple of times, like in San Diego, but nothing serious. Like I've driven crazily drunk in like San Diego streets, like swerving around. Cops have pulled me over, being like, where are you coming from? Ah, the comedy store. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Wow. Like that works in San Diego. LA, I, I told them where I was coming from. They didn't care. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, step out of the car, do the test, take the breathalyzer, blew under. I was like, all right, cool. I'm getting out of here. I was like, I live right around the corner. Just let me out of here, you know? And uh, they're like, eh, you know, under our discretion, we can take you in. I was like, so they took me in, and they're, uh, 
And there was this crazy redheaded bearded guy (laughs) in this room. And I'm like, Are you a cop? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, like, You just saw me. I'm like, I'm I'm in holding with you you right now. (laughs) This was probably, this is 2010, you said? Yeah. Probably right around the same time. Oh, yeah. All right. So continue. All right. So, yeah. So now we're in holding in Van Nuys. And, uh, you know, they're like, All right. So get to another breathalyzer because now you're here. I was like, I want to take a blood test because I don't want any mystery. You know what I mean? I just want to get out of here. I, I don't want any. I I didn't I didn't fuck up on this thing. You know what I mean? Like I I was driving legally. You know, and they're just like, well, you know, you did say you're new in town. You got to work tomorrow because I just wanted to work tomorrow like early. They're like a blood test like, takes like twelve hours. So if you want to stay here twelve hours, I'm like, you fucking dicks. Like all right, yeah, I'll do a breathalyzer. Oh no. So I do another breathalyzer. By the way, I was less drunk at this point. So okay, I blew, so I blew even like a oh. 0.03 at this point. And they're just like, oh, nice. So yeah, now it's under 0.05. So now when I can impound your car, I'm just like, what the fuck is my car then? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I, go, I don't know what you guys did with it. Because like one of the guys like took it and like he parked it somewhere. Yeah, they just leave it. Yeah. And they leave it and they don't do, yeah. Yeah, it's so as like as, as some stranger gets in my car and drives it. I mean, even though he's like an officer of the law, it was just weird to me. It is weird because I had my weed under my seat and I was like, uh. Yeah. Now so, no one cares about the weed. No, then. now yeah. no one cares, but back then they did. Maybe so, we'll get back together with a girlfriend now because no one cares oh about Oh my God. Either, so, yeah. So, so basically, okay. you know, by the way, she didn't, I mean, you know, because obviously she didn't care what happened to me that whole fucking time. You know, she wakes up the next morning. Like, she's my call. I get I'm just like, hey, uh, can you get me out of this? She's just like, I don't believe you. And goes back to bed, dude. What? Like, couldn't, like, she dude, just, where, let's she burn this chick's house just down. just wasn't about Fuck me at this point. Her. She was just out of it with me. So, right. end of the, you know, so, uh, yeah. I get a DUI. <laughs> but wait, wait, I, I don't, don't understand, understand how you got a DUI. Exactly. I didn't understand either, but I was so new in town. I was just so not, I just want to get out of there. So they let me out of there literally like right before my, my shift starts the next day at the comedy store, which was 10 a.m. So I get out of there at 9.50. So I'm late, but there's nobody there on Saturday. So I was like, I got lucky. And I'm glad they let me out when they did. They were cool about it. Whatever. I mean, they, yeah, they don't they sound very cool. fucking cool They were me. cool about it. So then I get to, uh, so then I go to court and you know, I'm dealing with my DUI and it's, uh, I don't have a lawyer. I have a public defender. And my public defender's like, hey, you blew into the limit. He's like, what is this? I was like, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, there's a, they're like, Driving while black? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He said that. No, he said that. This legal, this, this legal, <laughs> this guy, this lawyer says this. And he's like, hey, man, he's like, this is like driving while black. I was like, is that a real thing? He's like, it can be. I was like, oh, dude, I don't like well, the there, oh, Well, there's nothing I can do about it. If I'm going right. to drive a car, I'm right. still going to always so what, be so black. How, how does this get resolved? I mean, he why are you even in court? He, he says you should fight it. I'm like, I just want to get out of here, man. Fight like, it. They should dismiss it. There should be no fighting. There should be, no, but they, they wanted the money, dude. It was, it's California is still broke. You know what I mean? At this point, it's just 2010. Yeah. Like, they're definitely going through like that whole thing. Arnold and they, was governor. Right. They were like, they were looking for money any way they could at that point. So yeah, they're clogging like, up the system, this this public It's ridiculous. people over hard, man. I I'm assuming a, you won. Please tell me you won. No, 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 no. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even fight it. I was just like, because I don't think I'm going to win. You know what I mean? I, that's what I felt like. I felt so. Oh my god! Be, I mean, I, I want to fight you right I was, now. I was brand new. I don't care. You know what I mean? I was okay, like, so let me ask yeah. you this. Fuck okay, the police. So you never heard of never, I, before. I, I never, I never been arrested. Count? But so. how is this? How is this? How will this affect you in the future potentially? So. I lose my car. I had to give him a ride here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lose my car. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know about yeah. that part of it. I know because I think Jen Murphy had the same issue, right? You lose yeah. your car for a while, whatever you go through. The thing, but for how long? Well, it was a new car, so I was like, I, I couldn't even afford the car note because I was paying. You and know, the car goes. You have to pay for the car eventually, right? Because it goes into storage or whatever. And you pay for right. It, I pay for right? that. I'm saying like my car's not paid off. You know, I mean, still like an, it's like an, I, I moved with like a newer car. Right. right. So you lost the car. I lost because I couldn't pay. I couldn't afford the payments and the you know all the charges. You know, it's like you know the fines and everything. It's like I'm. I'm I just moved here with all the money I saved. Jesus. All the money I saved is going towards this legal issue now. What are you doing here? Get out. Don't you understand? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's Aren't what LA's telling me. Yes, LA's just like, oh, you thought. 
Oh my Welcome God. Welcome to LA. Get out of here. So lose my car, right? Gets repoed, you know what I mean? Because I can't afford the payments. And then my girlfriend kicks me out because now it's like, I don't have a car and she doesn't want to deal with it. I'm just like, all right. So now I'm like, now I'm just, I'm living at the store for like a month. And then I start couch surfing for like a couple of years. So how long were you, you, li- you say you lived at the store. What was the, yeah, what does that mean? What is the situation well, there? I was, well, I still had the car at the point. So I was like living, in, I was sleeping in my car at the store. Basically. In the parking lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The and then you wake up and you like, you know, use the bathrooms or whatever, you know, you got to do. And then in, uh, in the car, you Piss bottles? No, 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 no. no. I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's a like, I don't know how many bathrooms are in there, but yeah, you wake up in the morning when the custodians get there, you use the facilities, that kind of thing. There's a shower in there, you shower. Were they okay with that? Did they know you were doing it? As long as they didn't know, like they, they would turn a blind eye. They they got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's guys. I'm sure they've seen it before. Totally. I mean, Jim Carrey used to live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole thing. Uh, and yeah, I think a, a few guys have fucked it up. There's one guy who was just like outright living there. Like it smelled like his place. It was disgusting. Oh yeah. It was. It was like, dude, you can't like you can't do that. obviously live here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was like, and that was like maybe a couple weeks, and then uh, you know you start meeting more people, and they're like, hey. Yeah, come sleep on my couch. Da, da, da. So it's like you know you, you do that thing for a couple of years. And yeah, I had a uh, couple of years. You had to, yeah, I was uh, like, yeah, I would, I would, I would uh, not time show. What is that thing? It's uh, sublet places. You know what I mean? That uh, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So you're okay. just like, you're just, are you still couch? Or are you still? No, no, no. I got a place now. I've had a place, place for like, like a year and a half now. So that's, I love my place. That's crazy. So this, the, when, how long have you been? How long ago was the DUI in 2010? Yeah, five years ago. And so, how long? So you don't. You're, are, you, are you allowed? To, you, you have a driver's license now. I don't understand mm-hmm. the DUI thing. Like, how long do you? Uh, are you not allowed to drive for it with the DUI stuff? It's like until you like finish all the classes for the most part. Oh, it's, okay. it's, like, it's like a month of restricted license. Oh, like, so okay. you can like, drive. I'm, you yeah, just don't I'm have fine. a car. Yeah, yeah. I just okay, have a car got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but by pleading guilty to this thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I took how the does plea. that affect you in the future, though? If something else happens to you, does that count against you in any way, shape, or form, or does it eventually the plea just go ended away? Up being, the plea ended up being exhibition of speed. They gave me. Which is like I was going fifty miles an hour, but it still cost almost like as much as a DUI, which was nuts. Jesus, it's still crazy. Can I? Can we officially blame this girl because if she would have just said "come home," <laughs> you really want to blame this when girl you were like, "Hey, I got off early." She's like, "I'm not dealing with it. Fuck you." Then you, know you hung out there. If you wouldn't have hung out there and had beers, yeah. that wouldn't even have been an issue. You would have been home, or you would have been, you know. I, mean, I felt like this with her. With uh, it was because when we first started dating, and she was like, you know, she, it was a long distance thing. She would be, she was going to school at William and Mary in Virginia, you know, and we met over a summer when she was doing stand up out in San Diego because her aunt lived in San Diego, and it was like I was cheating on her, but it was more like I was just neglectful of her, that kind of thing. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't come over when I said I would, you know what I mean? I would just, you know, I would like, I would use her kindness a lot, you know. So I felt like this was her getting back. I mean, I was just like, I was just taking it. I was just like, this is, this is, you this is what you get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is karma, you know. And but, also at the same time, who knows if you would have not stayed there, you could have been in a car accident. Anything. Could be. Uh, exactly. Did Butterfly you get a mugshot? No. Uh, what? No mugshot. They didn't give you a mugshot. See, I have a I have a theory that you're going to be more successful in this business if, if you, you have, have a mugshot. mugshot. Yeah, I have a mugshot. Do you really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I I, I can yeah. do fake ones, just so you know. Really? No, I have a mugshot thing in downstairs. So that uh, if you want to add that to the story, we'll we can deal with that later. Thank I need some street cred, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. We, we can your new headshot. <laughs> can like you look 2010? All right, so, um, so, so you're fighting through this. This is unbelievable, and you, and this whole time you're doing the stand up now, mm-hmm. now. Well, I mean, I lose. I mean, because I was like, you know, come from San Diego, you go through Orange County, you know, you start doing like road gigs, you start doing the valley things like that. So you're driving a lot of places. You know what I mean? You lose the, all that. I lose all that, dude. I don't. I can't even go to flappers. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know how the bus system works at this point. So. And you're relying on maybe getting a gig with a friend from time to time, so you can totally. go, or, or just yeah. hitching a ride and hoping you yes. get on the show. Kind of yes. Thing, right? Okay. So now the interesting part about your story is that there is, regardless of all this bullshit we've been talking about and getting through, 
Um, you came up with I, I, I don't know I, I haven't been around the store and I wasn't around the store Earl Skakel mm-hmm. um, kind of told me one day about this thing mm-hmm. you know this roast battle thing uh, and he's like it's really cool and I believe at the time he was talking to me it was in its infancy and he was like you really should come check it out he goes and of course when they preface it with me he's like it is like midnight on Tuesdays dude I know you got a family <laughs> but you should still totally come it's like worth it like right. that's kind of how he pitched it um, so but, Skakel, but this, by the way. But this is so when so let walk us through what was going on with you and how all of this this roast battle thing that uh, that we've all come to know about in LA uh, what this is all about how it came about and uh, and et cetera. I uh, it was an open mic that uh, me and a friend had started and then um, we kind of lost it because you know it was this producing woes that kind of thing like just growing pains and then uh, you know you learn who you can work with and you can't. And then uh, they took the room away, and then I begged and pleaded to get it back. I finally got it back. This and is then, the belly room. The comedy yeah, store has three rooms, original right. room, main room, belly room. Belly this is one upstairs, upstairs, right? Yeah. The smallest one, the smallest room at the comedy store. Originally designed for female comics. Yes, that's right. the reason why it was belly. And before that, it was like a belly dancing room for the mobsters, for yeah. like all their whores, um, yeah. or belly dancers. Uh, so then, yeah, so we, we start this, uh, this open mic, because you know, I was just looking for stage time like anybody else is, and I'm looking to like, meet more people in the scene, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. You have, a, you have a show, you can trade spots, they'll do your show, you yeah. can do their show. I wasn't even looking for that so much, because I, 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 I don't dig that so much. I just really kind of wanted to, because um, I, I feel like the store is getting such a bad rap about not having enough stage time for developing people or like newer comics, you know what I mean? It was so it'd be like, good. yeah, so it'd be like, I, you know, I invite guys like Johnny to come do a spot, I invite, you know, my, just buddies of mine, just like, hey, I have, I have stage time, let's come use it, you know what I mean? So that was, it was more for that. And just to like kind of build a scene in that in that area, um, because there really wasn't one at the store at the time. Uh, and then it just I don't, like maybe six months into the mic, it's uh, these two kids, or it's an underage kid who's in there, and then an employee at the comedy store, door guy. He knows this kid's underage and says, "Hey man, that kid can't be in here. He's underage." And the kid's like, "I turn twenty one tomorrow. I'll be back here next week. And I'm gonna whoop your ass." And we're like, "Yes, slap box." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I love that shit. <laughs> But then I was like, hey, you know what? I just got the room back. I can't do that. I still want to see you guys box, but it's almost, how about we just, you guys, you guys tell some jokes, right? And everybody in the room's like saying this for the most part, just like, yeah, you know, how about you guys all tell jokes and then all these guys are basically just going to like vote and see who's like, if, by your round of applause, comics in the audience, you say who wins between these two idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, the kid turns 21 and then, yeah, it. He wins. He beats him. He beats the employee. But but he just told jokes. Did he tell jokes about the other person? Yeah, he told jokes about the other person. Okay, so, so that was so, the idea. So you guys so write those, jokes about each other. Right, like a roast. Yeah, we, we literally said, like, let's call, yeah, like, you so guys roast each other. Immediately, you guys would come up with a basic right. guideline plan mm-hmm. of a, just you had very to, organic. You can't just joke off. You have yeah. to go after each other. Right, like, okay. write, write some jokes about each other. Like, maybe write three jokes about each other. You know what I mean? And we'll go, you guys trade them back and forth. Like, you say one, then he says one, then you say one, and then we'll go from there. Now, um, did they really know each other, or it didn't have to do with that? It could just sling any insult. No, they you just want. didn't like each other. So, so they, it didn't and they matter. Were, yeah, it was. It was like, I mean, it was. By the way, as far as like Rose Battle is concerned, like it was one of the poorest ones you've ever seen because it was literally like, "Oh, you're a bitch," and your mother. It was like yeah. it was just bad. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's but, but so also, okay. one of those guys isn't a comic, mm-hmm. and one of those guys was a door guy. Well, they're both comics. I mean, oh, they're both they, comics. They're both fancy themselves comics. Oh, you know, okay. that kind of thing. Okay. But uh, fancy themselves. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so this happens. Yeah. This one night. Okay, now what? Okay, fine. It's it seems like it could be a one and done, whatever. Right. So what? And then somebody else says, "Hey, I like that. Can I do that against my buddy?" And then somebody else says, "Hey, can I do that against my buddy next week?" Hey, I can do that. And so then it became like halftime of my mic. So it'd be like my mic was from ten o'clock to like two a.m. So at, at midnight we'd do the roast battle. Okay. You know, and then uh, so it'd be like, "Hey," and so everybody like, "Hey, don't start till I get there. I'll be there like twelve thirty. I'd be like, "All right, I'll wait." You know, so we just people just kept wanting to do it, and more people just kept coming in. More people wanted to do it. And then, and this is now, when? When is when did this start? This is 
God, July 2013 it starts. Okay. No. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, like, there's so much more to it. Like, there's so many more aspects of it. So right. how did all that come about? Like, I mean, you have the, what is it, the Negro wave? Yeah, yeah. The, you have... But this this is all developing in the early stages of it? Or this is, is all started becoming... I guess so that's what we're it was. Going through trial, question, so, how, yeah, so we're, we're trying to figure out what... Because it's it's so much fun. And, and for the most part, the mic I was running, it was um, to keep people in the room, keep people entertained. Because I've seen so many mics, and so many mics are boring. It was like, how do I keep these guys in the room and keep them like all stuff having fun? And all of us like... I don't know, exercising in a sense of like, you know, like creating things. So I'd have like segments of like my boy, Eric Marino, he would do this thing called Professor Marino's Secrets and he'd just like talk about conspiracy theories. I'd have Toby the bartender like tell us like his crazy Chicago stories, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know Toby. <laughs> Toby's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so like, yeah, he would come up with like just tell crazy, it was just fun and then like this is another segment now and we're trying to figure out how we can make this better. So then we like we tried Cutman in the corner like it was an actual boxing match. So he'd be like, "All right, tell this joke about him," that kind of thing, and that failed. Uh, we tried other things, and then Earl comes in one day, like maybe like the third time we're doing this. He's uh, he comes in and just starts like being Tommy. And if you know Tommy, he's you know he's got this old like James Cagney kind of you know like boys like well, wow. He's, he's like yeah he's he's it's Florida meets James Cagney it's right. Like, it's, wow. You gotta work on your banks. And when you mean Florida, it's he's got this very he's got very racial overtones. He's uh he's yeah. unfiltered. I, I didn't you know? mean Miami. I meant Jacksonville. Right. I meant where right, yeah. I meant where there's where yeah. not lots of brown people live. Yeah. So yeah. Tallahassee. Let's just say if this was your high school and he had an AK forty. All right. He was that. Yes. Great call. Also, let's just say the name Tallahassee implies racism. <laughs> Just by the way it sounds. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So then he just does, he's doing a caricature of time, which is just very overtly racist. And we're all having a great time. You know what I mean? And what's great, because, uh, yeah, my, my, we, we have these rules. Or there was like one rule. It was two white guys on stage. So a buddy of mine who was like, you know, he was always there. He was saying, uh, you know what? It's two white guys on stage. They both get a nigger apiece. And that was the thing we were doing for a little bit. It was like, if you were, if you were two white guys, you get your nigger lifeline. You know what I mean? To say the word? <laughs> yeah, they get one chance to do it. And be, guys would be clever with it. It wasn't just Okay, like, so is, if, if they're being clever with it, yeah. that's one thing. But if you're just going... they Yeah, yeah. Some guys weren't just saying, you fuck... It wasn't like you... It was like they figure out clever ways to try to use it. Okay. Yeah. And it was like it was fun to see like guys try to come up with like because it was a challenge. You basically, exactly. here's a challenge. Don't just say it to say it, right? You Please be, don't yeah. say it to say yeah. it. Thank you, white guys. Yeah. Right? Because also this is like Tuesday night, and historically Tuesday night at the comedy store, there's a there's the main room, it's the biggest room there, and on Tuesday nights it's the uh, it's the urban show, so it's like a bunch of black guys, you know, downstairs. So yeah. last thing I want is like one of you guys <laughs> going upstairs, like, oh, what's this show? This is the open mic. I want to get some stage time, yeah. oh, nigger. Yeah. What? These two white motherfuckers are looking at you. Did you sanction this? Yeah. Are you giving it away? But that and that. That's what, happened. That. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, that's literally right? what happened. Yeah. So yeah, some guys came up and they heard these two guys <laughs> use the N word on each other, and then and they uh, both they were, who some who, some blog on some urban blog said some things that got and Dale Hugo got a hold of it. So then like we're we're like you know we're this small comedy buzz for a minute about like oh these you know and we're allowed to say if it's black guys in the room are saying it's cool to say, and we're like all right I don't need this you know. So did you get rid of that part of it because you had to get rid of it? it? Had to get rid of it. It It was was like, like, but you're still in. Like to me, it was still an experimental stage, and you guys were trying different shit. With Earl coming in and doing the overtly racist stuff, it probably was very funny because he makes that shit funny, and he's a funny guy. And other people in the room, he's very known at the comedy store. Right, everyone knows that's just yeah. It was a safe haven for him to do that. He couldn't do that any other room. I feel like in that night or any other place. It was like it was. We were allowing it. It was so much fun. It was like, and it what we were. Where he's Archie Bunker. We're making yeah. fun of the racism. You know? Yeah, we're, right, right. Yeah, we're poking it's, fun it's, at it. Yeah, it's For a, those people who don't understand comedy at its core, yeah. 
you you literally at the core. I mean, you you're at that 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 core of of comedy where it's like you test everything. Yes. It's like everybody's messing at the table <clears throat> yeah. and seeing what comes out of it and no one everybody has this understanding. Let's not freak out, let's not overreact. Yes. Let's see well, what we can take this. But right. that's gone we, that's gone now. Well, it it, yeah. but it wasn't there though. No, and it still no. isn't in many comedy circles. It's just like you understand that if you're a comic, you know that like there are no boundaries. There should not be boundaries as long as those boundaries are are testing something and are mm-hmm. trying to make a point. Like you said, if you're just saying something to say it, right, right, get out, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier about like having to go to open mics where it's all music, right. Um, a lot of times, and I've and I've been victim of this when when you're trying to work a joke out on stage, yeah. Um, sometimes it's easy to say fucking in front of something because it's like a comma, right, in our world and our general conversations. So. Knowing that kind of stuff, it's like you don't just say it to say it. Right. If it has context, it has something. Yes. It's got a point. Then that, that's phrase. that work. That's that workshop. When you remove it from that, then yeah. I mean, and I understand what you're saying. Like it, the comedy has has been challenged, mm-hmm. and these these things have been challenged. And I understand you too saying. I don't want to deal with this right now because you saw the bigger picture of like there's something here. Yeah. I don't want to get mucked up in this argument over here. Yeah. And if you're creative enough, you'll just come up with something else anyway. And we and did. just move on. Yeah. <laughs> we literally which did. was? Which was Earl. And this is Jeff Ross at this point. He, uh, so Jeff Ross comes in maybe four months into we're doing this. And um, a buddy of mine was like, you know, because we were experimenting how to do it. Because at first it was just two guys battling, uh, one round, maybe five jokes. And then the audience would judge. So then we're going through all these things, cut man, you know, Earl in the corner being a judge, basically just being Tommy, just kind of commenting on things. Uh, my buddy would be like, he'd be like the judge. And then we'd have like other guys, just like other, you know, bigger names like coming in to just like judge these battles. So then Jeff Ross comes in one day and she's like, he's loving it. And then he's like, well, how about we move Earl over to his own section? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, like a whites only section? And boom, now we have a whites only <laughs> section. And then Earl brings a date. You know, it's it's Whitney Rice, but we call her Whitey. You know what I mean? So it's like it's this old Jim Crow era, like yeah. area now <clears throat> that's designated. It's like, and you it'd be like that. It'd be black people sitting behind them, but it's like they had their own table called whites only, and they just say the most overtly just funny, just smart and progressive racist things. I I really love when they were like really in their in their uh, their peak. Uh, so that happened, and you know, out of the uh, we can't say nigger, but we, we got some yeah. white racist yeah, assholes yeah, saying some other keep shit. Something. Yeah. So uh, and then they they got wind of that and they didn't like you know being called whites only. What's this whites only section about? And then uh, Earl got a little scared, so he's like, "Can we just change the name to something?" I'm like, "All right, we'll call it the the house hater section because you guys are haters in a sense." You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So then that happens, and then uh, so you have now you have judges, now you have Earl in his section, and what happens after that is this thing called the all Negro wave. If you're black, you say all nigga wave for the most part. I, uh, do, I don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If it's been, if it's not been, if my voice isn't uh, proof. Yeah. Uh, look at a picture of me. And yeah. I'm pretty white. Look at that beard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, I think it's it's Jamar Neighbors, uh, Jack Knight. She's young comics. But there are white people in the wave. Yes. Which Jeremiah which, which Watkins, is what makes it funny. Yeah. Who could be my son? Because at first it was it was all it was like all these black guys and they were doing the wave like it was a sporting event and it was like it was like six black guys. I was like, is that a all you know. <laughs> yada yada wave and they're just like and the wave, they the wave was an approval they yes yeah, yeah if, if they like to joke if they like to joke if they like to insult like the crows and uh, Dumbo I mean that sounds racist but you know well I mean? that yeah. is racist the crows and Dumbo were very <laughs> and, very and very just so, racist just so everybody doesn't think I'm lazy and mm-hmm. don't care about your show and I've known about it for a long time uh, I want to be very clear it's almost borderline impossible to get into the show. It's like very early on, so I think, when I was tipped off, in there. it it became very quickly correct that it got it got full in there, and it was hard. Then, like there yeah. was people flowing. Well, out articles down the started to get written. I mean, there was a thing in LA Weekly. There was like right. people just started to take notice, and and it was a lot of word of mouth. And I mean, by the time I even got into the first one, I was like, 
it's too hot in here. I'm yeah. going to die. And I thought the fucking belly room was going to collapse. It was so, you could feel the <laughs> Dude, floor sinking. I was like, I got to get it the It feels fuck like a sporting here. event in there, man. Like we, I, I've <clears> never <throat> seen that in comedy. I've never seen people come together and be just so like, like willing to just help each other. You know what I mean? Well, and also you're experiencing something that not everybody gets to experience, which is a success of word of mouth. You didn't, you didn't have right. a, uh, like a we huge Twitter following. You didn't have an agenda either. We you were like, just don't fight here because yeah. I want to keep the show because I like stage time. Yeah. So come back, use your words. Yeah. Well, and you, there's you, where you, we are. What happened to you, and what I what I love about the story is, what happened to you is 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 something that you don't hear about anymore because of social media. Right. You hear about the natural flow, ebb and flow of things, and something happened on on a whim that turned into to turn into people talking about it, and it became something that everybody came for, and the excitement of it was what drove people there. Not the fact that you know you you guys oh, make sure you tweet about it fifty five thousand times yeah. this week. You, ne- you never said people make sure you get people to the show. show. Make sure up. you promote it. Make sure yeah. you were just like and, and you're you, on. And you don't hear about that anymore. Yeah. You hear used to hear about how comics would talk about like um, you know there the scene would evolve around them because people just heard about so and so was going up and they just got genuinely yeah. excited. And people just started coming out, not because they were friends of friends, but they just heard about it yeah. and they wanted to be there. And that's what's exciting about what you guys are and doing. And it was, man. And, and I, you know, I, I don't take enough time to, I guess, reflect on that. But, uh, but it's, it's just, it's incredible. I, I don't know how to, ha- I don't know how that happens. And you're right. We weren't out to whore ourselves around and be like, hey, you got to come see this. It no. was like, no, don't come see it. Like, yeah, it was almost like, just, <laughs> it's really honestly, hot in here. Yeah. If you guys could stay away, that would be great. Yeah, like it was It was cool. It's just comics. Now it's like, it's real people. You get like huge directors. You get huge actors. Yeah, huge they've had, so, name, yeah, name so, some of the people. So, John Mayer's been in there. John so the, Mayer, so who I just saw play guitar on the 30th. But we should be clear. Right. So the, the evolution of the show, though, and the reason <laughs> why these, these people are actually coming to participate, they're not here to watch, correct? Or both? It was, they came to they came to watch and they participated after that. Once they found out they could be judges too and then be part of the show everyone yeah. was in it and it's was a different like, it's a different aspect too because they're not just doing their written material or something they're you know they're trying this like they can be they can let their hair down and be themselves you know what right. i mean they're, they're looking at two young comics basically who wrote some jokes about each other and then you have you know these weird races this real racist couple then you have this weird gorilla sketch team called the all negro wave with like a couple white guys and a mexican and who, it's who, like it's nuts who now the wave like when they like a joke, they go on stage. They do the craziest, most bizarre. It's like if you take the Arsenio Hall audience, um, the way that they were portrayed by like Saturday Night Live and stuff when they first started with the woo 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 and how they were crazy. And if you watch when they did Arsenio Beckman or whatever, and that's bodies are flying in the air and shit. That they took that even. They're taking it even farther. Like Brian, it's it's insane. It's, I mean, it's what they really do funny, in, in the three seconds that they're on stage. I mean, because at first it was just they were doing weird antics off stage because they would never like want to mess up the rhythm of the guys on stage or take any you know FaceTime away from them. But then. Somebody broke that that fourth wall, and then like Dude. they they do the I've I've seen Jesus Christ being crowd surfed. I've seen a Malcolm X assassination reenactment. I've seen just like the dopest thing. I, oh, the nine eleven that was a big one in, in New York when we did it. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. So okay, so let's talk about the evolution. So okay, so this thing starts growing. You, you, it sounds like it's kind of got a system in place now, mm-hmm. right? And how long is it this system? kind of been working the way you have it now like how long has that been going for it's evolving still I mean it's, it it's still a developing thing it's uh, when Jeff came aboard he was like I want to help you develop this and maybe you know try to get it on TV or whatever and we started like, developing it as if it were going to be a TV show so okay. we started like tinkering with things we figured out some things to say some, some different formats and then you know the more we did it we're like well, maybe we should do it like this uh, and then we got to a point where you know we went to uh, Montreal and we just did it like all right it's going to be a tournament and it's going to be just they do five jokes one round and then it's just like that's why it's easier for these guys to write you know and come back the next day instead of just like three rounds twelve jokes fifteen jokes I mean that's just that's strenuous you know what I mean and okay. they barely know the person in that time that 
that time frame, but yeah, we've, we've done so many things. So, man. but so, so you've been to Montreal, you've been to the New York Comedy Festival, South by South, South by Southwest. That and, was and the and one I did. It's all gone well. I mean, you're, it's it's well received everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, I. I, I, it's hard to talk about. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm thinking about it now. Like yeah, people are always like, "Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like that." And they they they're constantly talking about it. Like you yeah. still get calls from South by saying, "Hey, they're still talking about your show, you dude." Know? I and what is your role in it? MC. I, like, how do you? Okay, curator. so you do host it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, you do. I, I host, okay. Yeah, I, I was just curious everywhere. if you had if, if if it sucks that you create a show yeah. and you can't be involved you're in it because no, you're behind I'm, the scenes. Pulling I'm all thoroughly the involved in it. Yeah, it's like I I've, I've grown with the show. You know what I mean? Just like Earl's grown. Like we've all grown. I feel like from this thing. Just. There's so much stage time. There's just so many. There's so many. It's it's I just like so a point fucking guard. different. Yeah, and it's, it's so different. And you get you get it's it's the same thing when you do comedy. You you want that immediate reaction from people. You want laughter now because you're there and you're in the room and it's live. And when you see the roast battle, that's what it is. And when you get to do it, it that's what it is. It's like I just want I want a joke that's gonna fucking one get me points and two make this crowd fucking laugh. And actually right. for me, it's first make the crowd laugh and two if I can win this thing or right. whatever. But I think it's. I like that aspect. I like if you want to make it a good show because it's really not about winning. But that's you know? that's and that was the reason I just when I he but do some people want to win really. Oh, bad? I mean they think yeah, it's they're, they're hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah because because it's gonna, <laughs> because the way the young people talk about it, they do think it's going to change their life. You know, which is I I, I still don't hear that, but I, I'm hearing that a lot more now, and that that kind of bugs me a little bit. I'm just like, what you, I, I, people are using it to get in at the store. I'm like, that's not. How but you're you get lying, in, no, right? but I mean, you're for you. You're loving it, right? I mean, is, is I'm it, proud because I, 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 I think it's it's so different, and we're doing a we're doing something different. It's like you have a minstrel show on the side. You have sound, it, it has so many elements of comedy. It has every it's sound effects. It's, it's set up punch. It there's characters. You know what I mean? There's yeah. You know what has it done for you comedically as far as your your stand up? Because obviously, I'm assuming one thing is you get a lot of repeat customers, right? A lot of a lot of the same faces for, yeah. in some respects. So. Is it is it keeping you on your toes as far as like Definitely. how you have to continue to write material and mm-hmm. do other stuff? And but you also do a show before the show, correct? As right. Well. So yeah, do, we do like an hour. You can stand do traditional stand up as right. well. Yeah. And do you also do stand up during that time too? Are you? How are you benefiting from this from a, as a stand up? I'm benefiting from this because it shows people like I can produce and create a show. It's more you know than I mean? just it's, benefiting your stand up. It's benefiting your career. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From the it gives me a lot of doors. If you're seeing an evolution yeah. in yourself as well, totally. As a performer, okay. definitely because it's there's so much stuff you're doing on the floor. So as a host, it's, it's made me stronger and it's made me more fearless, I'll say, on stage because now I, I there's there's so many things that, that are flown around, you know what I mean? So many just offensive type of things that are flown around. Like uh-huh. nothing can really ro- knock you off because I've heard so many things now where, oh man, if somebody heckled and said it to me, I don't know what I'd say. Now it's like I've heard them all now. I've know, got, yeah, I've got, I've got it in my yeah. head what I would say. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you, you become quicker in that sense. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, well, do you have any favorite moments me. since you've been doing uh, that? Yeah. Where you, were, where you kind of stopped and went, holy, this is really fucking cool. Like, you were just there's been a bunch. There's been a number of those moments, B. I think uh, the Old Negro Wave always, they always do something where I'm like, I've never seen that. I mean, Dude. I, they, yeah, right? It's so, like, the, 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 things the they, baby in Austin with all the, like, I was like, what the, like, yeah, that, yeah. to me, that was the funniest, like, no matter what Mirror Rich set up there, right. that was the funniest thing I was going to see all and night. And that's kind of what, I think that's the evolution of the show, where it's not so much, because it was built on the battlers and the format, and now it's more about the show. Now it's an experience, yeah. and that's, I think, is really cool, because it, it is like a sporting event in that sense, or it is like a Broadway show. It's like, you can only get it here in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of dig that, where it's like, people are coming to see it, and they can only get it here, you know? Okay. Like, there's some there's copycats around the country, sure. obviously, but... But that's a, that's flattering. How quickly right, did exactly. that happen? happened god it, it, right it was away. yeah it was as soon as we started like yeah. as soon as articles started getting read about yeah, it yeah so other like, people uh, could read about so it people were like oh i'm gonna try this then i can yeah. do it clearly it's got to be easy yeah 
There's a guy. Yeah. What, what I guarantee you, whatever is going on in all these other ones, they, they they're not capturing. It's like lightning in a bottle, man. It's like just th- this group of guys who, I mean, not saying they're not amazing on their own and shit, but you put them together and they're all, it's all very like minded. But at the same time, the show is the show. Right. The show is the experience. Who gives a fuck who wins the roast battle? I don't right. read the it's roast like battle chopped. report and like who won, which there is. Oh, there is. Jesus Christ. But so I don't read that and care about who wins. But like when you're there and you can see it, and better yet, like. Participating in it, it was it was a terrifying idea for me. Like, just I saw the show a couple times, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, my style isn't like me and you on stage. My style isn't to like rip into you. My style is to more make fun of myself, you know." Yeah. So that's not what the roast battle be is. Constantly going, yeah, good, good point. That's good, good, good basically point. that's what I was afraid of because <laughs> I've lost auditions for hidden camera shows because that's what I did, and they were like, "You can't make fun of yourself." I'm like, "Okay," but they paired me with this young kid, Rich Slayton, who was like, we had he called me and was like, "Hey, man, since we don't know each other." do you want to get together for beers before we go to Austin? And I was like, dude, I would love that because yeah. I don't want to just start like, I don't want to come across as this old man who's just like, fuck you, you young prick, and then right. be that guy. And yeah. like, I don't want him to just be like, fuck you, old man. I want it to be like, let's make a show. If I lose, I lose. But at least let's be, let's have a great, funny fucking show. And 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 everyone involved too, um, Jamar and Marino. Uh, Marino and all those guys helped me write jokes because I was terrified, mm-hmm. terrified. And they they literally helped me write jokes. And and the funniest joke I had came off the top of my head after Rich had said something about my dick. Oh, that's safe. That, that, that's that's that exactly, what won you the match. That t- it turned it, it was all crazy around. because yeah. he was smoking me, but he made fun of how I looked too much. And then he was like, "And he's got a weird, small, fucking freckled dick or something." And I was just like. And for some reason, Rich knows what my dick looks like. <laughs> and that was it. Boom. The crowd loved it. The judges loved it. Everybody loved Way it. But, went nuts. but yeah. the first round, I was like, <laughs> Eliza, Eliza was one of the judges. She's like, um, what are you doing? You're John Huck. Why don't you try to be funny or something? And I was like, thanks. Yeah, because yeah, it was it was nuts, great. man. We we had some big names. John was actually one of our bigger names there, and it was yeah, it, it felt great, and uh, we were so we felt honored to have him. And then uh, <laughs> and he made me do it. I tried I to back out it. like fifteen. I, yeah, times. he tried. I was like, I can't do this. He goes, We need you, dude. We need you. I'm like, Oh my god, I hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he hated me. And then and then literally after that first round with Eliza, like we were all like we were all stumped because you know John's like he's a vet, he's funny, you know what I mean. So we thought he'd be a but natural. That's thing. not my thing. Man. Yeah, I tried to tell everybody that's not my thing. It, like, yeah, it felt like it was it was a Tyson thing. It was just like this kid just murdered John. The first round, John's not coming back, and then it just like sports, there's momentum, and like John had that freckled that freckled dick come back, and then he just and took it was, over. And it once and once that happened, once I got a good laugh on something, I was yeah. like, oh, this, right. is this, this is how also this yeah. fuck you for this, 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 and, yeah. this. and you happen to just take in Cialis, <laughs> and I got a boner in front of everybody, and then the cops came and they all looked alike. Oh, that's awesome. call back. <laughs> What's what's uh, what's next for the roast battle? You guys got some big big news? Anything we coming got, up? Uh, we have a film in the Sundance Film Festival. That's fucking huge. Oh, yeah. I did read something about directed that. Jason by, Reitman? Yeah, Jason Reitman directed it. Ivan yeah. Reitman's son, Cat Reitman's brother. Funny. <laughs> yeah, he... Thank uh, you for not smoking. Yes, thank you for smoking. To bring that back the around. The thing that made you want to be a lobbyist. Yes, yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't it that, was weird. weird. That's small the world. weird thing about life. Mm-hmm. Well, that especially right this there. town. Right, well, this town is... Everything yeah, is so no. small. I mean, dude, I mean... You can work here for a long time and not run into certain people. I just think that 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 kind of stuff. I didn't even think about it's, that. It's yeah, interesting how it can how it can come around in, a, in, a, in a, an interesting way. So yeah. so the, he makes the movie. Is he, is he just kind of like a doc documenting what it is? No. And what is he's, it about? Because he's seen it. You know, he he's a fan. He came. He's, he's judged, hasn't he? Yeah, he's judged a bunch. He's uh he's yeah he's just been a fan and he's he's judged. He's been involved. He's he's given suggestions that kind of thing. 
And then uh, he was like, I just kind of want to shoot this because I want to see if I can. And you just were like, whatever, man. Like, yeah. so really just, he just kind of came in and did his thing. And you're like, he, what whatever. he initially wanted to do, he wanted to make like a sizzle. You know what I mean? I kind of make a sizzle, like just help get the word out. Almost like, you know, you guys are a band. So like it's a, like, like, like a, a movie trailer video. almost. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. But then he's like, he gets so much great footage. And he's like, uh, I guess because Stanley Kubrick made this thing called uh, A Day in the Life of a Boxer. It's like his first like short film back in like 1950. Okay, so he was going in the in the guise of the vein of that. Okay, and then uh, so he kind of does that in the sense of like this is you know he puts it in black and white. It's like it's like boxing noir. Okay. Yeah. So he has all this footage. and He's like, I'm just gonna make a short documentary about it. You know, like a weird art piece. Okay. And he did it, and he submitted it, and it got in, and now it's going to other film festivals too. So holy to shit, Sundance? man! Yeah, we're gonna be relevant again this year because of that. So. That's fantastic, and you'll be you at are, Sundance. You are going to. Sundance I don't think I'm going to Sundance. It's a 15 minute short. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, people, I've heard this a lot. You should go to Sundance, get the experience. I'm like, I'm not really an act. I mean, but, I'm not a, a bona fide actor. No, but I'm I think you being there, buff. no, but I think you being there with that 15 minute short or whatever mm-hmm. and Jason, right? I think that would be, I mean, you, dude, if there's a and a if there's anything that you'd be on that panel, I think it'd be worth your while. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they think about it because Jason's tagline for it, and it's on the Sundance, um, website i just saw yesterday it says uh the most bigoted room in the least bigoted room uh night at the rose battle in the comedy store and that's what it is i i i will say as an anonymous in Mm. hollywood (laughs) this is my only thing i would say to you Uh, a lifespan can be very short or it can be a career but when you have an opportunity you should seize it really so you in questioning it even if it turns out to be nothing, the fact that you get to... It's yours. It's your baby. You should be there with it when it's being exposed. And okay. I think that you should... Because people are going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to see that. And they're going to see that you're... And you've earned the credit. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is don't, don't take a back seat to what you've done. Take a front seat. That's why you're here. Yeah. I mean, he may have directed the sizzle and the movie and put it all together and everything, but he would have nothing if you didn't start the thing. Yeah. So you should definitely, I mean, in my opinion, you should be there, even if you got to start a fucking... Us two guys. Now, he can leave and yes. put, take his beard off and come back and give you a third <laughs> take opinion. Take a third opinion, a non-beard Oh, opinion. I thought you were saying us two guys should go with you. Like, why would we be inside? No, no, no. We me, should come me with for you. for sure. Well, you guys are going to roast yeah, battle yeah. there, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, fine, great. We're yeah. going to do a roast battle before I mean, they it, show the thing me and Brian get up there and yeah. make fun of each other. It works better when you know the guy. It works better when they're friends. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, again, you don't have to go. I'm just saying it's like opportunities are so far and few between and you've created something so special and so magical that like you should just ride that wave and really enjoy it. Yeah. 20 years yeah. from now, you're going to look back on it and be and have been a part of a, a beautiful experience. You should run with that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, I think I think you should I go. I appreciate it. You know what? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I'm considering I need to look into it. You can even drive. It's I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not I mean, too bad. You don't it's like have eight to drive hours, right? with a DUI 16. and all that stuff. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, get one on the way out. There. I know you hate cold weather. I hate it, Brian. I will but, warn you. I'll loan you a jacket, damn dude. I got, you to, to I got go, parkas you know? for you. Whatever you parka, want. Parka, parka, parka. Who? I got, I got a, a Raiders a jacket that goes all the way down to my feet. Yeah. As long as, as long as my coat dealer in college used to wear. It was meant for shoulder pads, so you will have to wear NFL shoulder pads underneath those. Oh, uh, like Darth Raider. Yeah, yes, like yeah. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was a Georgia Georgetown uh, jacket that went all the way down to his feet. But oh, it was really? like a winter, yeah. like a duster thing. That I mean, was as like long really... as it's not a hoodie, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? And where do you go oh, from here other than Sundance? What else Politics, you got going everyone. on? Politics, like, everyone. I'm like, you're wearing now a hoodie <laughs> now, bro. <laughs> now that you're here and you've the done this, like, uh-huh. what's your, like, what are the things do you, you're going to dip your toe in the water? And like, what are the things, what's, what's uh, you know, tickling your fancy? Well, me and John, we we've gone back and forth some projects. Like we, we we've been trying to write and do. But things, this, but. you will say this roast battle things opening up. You're getting meetings. You're getting people interested right. in your ideas. Right. It's like, and that's what we were that's what we were talking about earlier. Was that when you when you're in this town, uh, and and like you know we, we've written scripts together, me mm-hmm. and you, Brian, and like 
No, not none of them have gone anywhere, right? But but they're written and they're there, and we have them. And when someone, then when you have something that all of a sudden hits, and then they go, "Hey, we really like this. What else do you, you have?" Yeah, yes. You don't want to go. Uh, I don't know. This took me ten years. That's yeah. all I, I did. Two more guys that'll fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want right. to have? Yeah, yeah, no. You want to have a pile of shit to go. That's what I got. And there's more where that came from. Yeah. If you're interested, you know what I mean. Yeah, this is almost like a fluke thing because this wasn't the thing I was trying to sell. Like, those are things that's I'm how, trying to sell. But that's you know how it's I mean? going to happen yeah. for people. It's and like. I'm, so grateful for it. Yeah. This is your calling yeah. card. And the cool thing about it, I will tell you, no matter where this thing takes you, what I think is awesome is that you now go down in the history of the comedy store. And the comedy store has a long, long history. So a yeah. lot of great stuff, a few dark years. But, yeah. but, but still, but a this, history that is, is well-respected and well-known. They're going to talk about this. Yeah. Forever. Five, ten yeah. years of 15. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the and same way cool. you're like... It's a special cool. moment in comedy store history. It's like it's... <laughs> It, it reminds you of those like times I guess in the 80s the boom like when everybody's coming I mean yeah. everybody comes it's insane like I'll tell you the, the special moment there was a time where it was Russell Simmons Dave Chappelle Sarah Silverman Jeff Ross I mean I think uh, Burt Ratner's over here the, the Wolf of Wall Street Jordan Belfort the actual he's in the room wow. you know what I mean it's like all these guys are in the room at the same time and it's like you know, it's that was special. I was just like, I, I don't think the story's ever seen this. You no, know what I mean? and and then the the, the and you brought Jim Carrey back out of brought Jim Carrey. Right? Yeah. yeah, Jim Carrey. Right. He never came, he hasn't been to the store. Yeah, in a long he time just and... came to hang out for like a little bit just because he's he's Cast doing some... that movie. Yeah, or the Showtime. And thing. then he just stayed because he had heard the commotion upstairs and he came up and then he just he got on the mic. It was that was that was insane. That's insane. But also when the when the you know legend of the comedy store is talked about years down the road, it, yeah. like your story is also part of that. Meaning. Yeah, guys, living at the fucking in his car in the back lot, like you know what I mean, like that Ooh. kind of shit is is part yeah. of the 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 not, not the, the sneaky mythos. Guy. We want to be clear in the show that you are not the sneaky no, you're not guy the one who's no, 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 but sure. like but like this the, your struggle to get and then this this thing you were just like yeah you can't fight on my show and then all of a sudden you're like on oh, a Sundance and they made a movie about this thing I did and, and you're like I might not go <laughs> I'm like dude you gotta get the fuck out there man if you have to start walking now uh, Forrest Gump it right hey man just start just start running. Either way, I think it's all great. So yeah, man, that's fantastic. I appreciate we'll, it. Um, maybe we'll have you back on after Sundance. Ooh, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. And hear Give all about the experience. That you know what? Fine. It's going to be do it. Bl- blow I'm jobs. Going. And now blow- I'm going because, because you can do a second podcast. Yeah. Reason why you can blow jobs and chocolate pies. That's all Sundance is. I think <laughs> chocolate pie. Whoopie pies. What's a whoopie pie? Not chocolate pie. Oh, I just call them chocolate pies. Whoopie I'm pie. talking about an actual chocolate pie. I'm not. Right, it's not a right, euphemism. Right. It's not an innuendo. Right. Like I a like moon ch- pie. Is that the same thing as whoopie pie? No, moon pies. They're actually that's made from moon craters. Oh, is that? No, Does anybody want to close this out with death? <clears throat> no, I don't actually. I think. Well, maybe. Let me think about this for a uh, second. No, no, I don't. But no, that was that was, was great. This was a. You know, I mean, listen. This classic comedy, right? You dig yourself in a hole to start death. <laughs> yeah. and work and your way out of it. Just rise up to the top with awesomeness. <laughs> We just learned a lot in this thing. Uh, thank thanks, you very man. much thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you very much. Brian Irwin, John Huck, you two are my favorite. I, oh. uh, I really appreciate it. Stop. Good show. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>